Yes, good people, it's Francis here from Let's Do Humans podcast. This is just a quick announcement, just to encourage everybody here that's listening to our podcast right now, just to ensure that you subscribe and you follow us on all of the various platforms out there that produce podcasts, that's subscribing to us on YouTube, following us on iTunes and Spotify. I mean, follow us, make sure that you share our content and continue your support, that'll be greatly appreciated. That's Let's Do Humans, L-E-T-S-D-O-H-U-M-A-N-S, Let's Do Humans, one word. Appreciate all of your support. Stay blessed, good people. But a lot of these projects which are going on. Yeah. No, no, go on. And nobody's it. like... Yeah. And, I mean, um, no one's allowed to work. Mm. But like, stop HS2. They're still ripping down the countryside while we sit here. While everyone's sitting in isolation, they're out there just with their machines. Yeah. Just ripping the countryside to shreds. Yeah. I think that it's not really a topical conversation because not a lot of people actually know what the hell is going on. Really. And you know what they're saying about the prison affecting. now? Yeah. They're saying that lockdown has been good for prison. In what sense? Because all the time people lock down, they can't fight each other. <laughs> I mean, they can't have fights on the yard, no one's on the yard, isn't it? That's crazy. I had a funny conversation with um, a mate of mine who's um, locked up. Obviously, I won't say where he's locked up because he's not supposed to have his phone, but um, he called up laughing at me saying, um, he's like, we're out here moaning about a couple of months lockdown. He's been there for 13 years and he's still got another three years to go. Yeah, um, yeah but they, they're really struggling with the whole lockdown <coughs> situation in regards to like being able to connect with people the same way that we're struggling with being able to connect with people. I think, it's a good, I think one thing about the lockdown is like, especially in prison, you get used to it after a while. Mm. How does it feel like though? So when you're in there, like in time, it's just ticking. Does it go super? Are we recording now? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. Good to go now. Yeah. Okay. So what's 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 it like in prison? Yeah. I mean, we're gonna get into all of that because yeah, yeah, what, yeah. what I wanted to do this time around, um, it's like we go through it chronologically. Yeah, we're a bit more focused. Yeah, yeah. we're more focused. Last time was yeah. fun, but it was like all over the place. Yeah, I, I watched the video, and um, just it was fun, but I just thought that I, I, it wouldn't be fair on you to depict it in that way because it yeah. wasn't balanced and it wasn't yeah. smooth. Do you know what I mean? And I don't like putting out people's... Um, on a bad day. Yeah, on a bad yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not yeah, fair. It's, it's, I, know, I knew it's, inter- it's entertaining for others, but for yeah. me, it's not yeah, fair. Let's keep, let's keep it snappy and crisp. Yeah, yeah. because I mean, my my thing is I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I like to get into documentary making and documentary making is all about creating a narrative and telling a story and telling a good story mm-hmm. in a good way where people can learn from it and pick up stuff. So I could I could learn from our previous conversation, but nonetheless, I don't think, but that's because I was in your I was in your presence, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. in your company. So I got your vibe, I got your energy, but other people just see it for... <laughs> What it is instead of getting the true essence yeah, of who you are? Come and do graffiti. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> graffiti, I'll, I'll tell you what, it's an opportunity. Mm. It's, it's an opportunity, right? Lockdown is an opportunity, not just for graffiti artists, yeah. but for people who feel like they got something to say and they're not mm. being heard. Mm. I mean, during this lockdown, like I say, at the end of it, yeah, I think there's going to be some awful, some god awful stories that yeah. are going to come out. <laughs> Stuff that has happened during lockdown. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I was um, so I was I was watching LB. I was listening to LBC when I when I was coming over here. I don't I know it's not everyone's favorite radio station, but sometimes it's good entertainment for long journeys. Is it Sunday today? Yeah. Is it Majid? Majid was on Majid there. Nawaz. He yeah. was in jail, wasn't it, in Egypt? Yeah. Yeah, so um, I like him. They he was asking people to call in and tell their stories of um, lockdown stories, 
and you realize how much death and despair and mental health issues are going on because everyone that was calling in was calling in regarding a relative or a friend who was suffering like extreme difficulties, whether it be financially or whatever. And there was one guy that called in and he was almost in tears because he was talking about his brother passing away on Monday. Mm-hmm. He committed suicide. He lost his job. He was struggling to like maintain his family. He was going through a hell of a lot. And you could feel the pain through his voice. And he'd just given up and took his life on, on Monday. And that's the sad part that people don't really like acknowledge or notice about what's going on, what's happening to us as human beings in regards mm. to our mental state and our, and our physical and mental well-being and our economic being as well, not being unable to even feed our kids, mm. people that have got kids. So there's a lot going on. Well, I have a, I have a partner who's, mm. who's a palliative care nurse mm. in a London hospital, a senior nurse. Yeah. So she knows... Uh, she she knows what's going on. Mm. She's at the she's at the sharp end mm. of of COVID, uh, dealing with COVID patients who are dying. Mm. So, um, a lot. I mean, she's, she has this, she has confidence yeah. in this in this vaccine. Um, but she, we also spoke about the effect that it has on mm. the, that has on on culture. Yeah, most definitely. What I mean, and. Um, Especially amount of people who are who are afraid, mm. who are, you know I mean, who are afraid that they're gonna die or someone else and that they know is gonna die. Yeah. But we also spoke about the amount of people that haven't isolated, mm. that haven't uh, used uh, like public, uh, like um, what was it your personal protection equipment yeah. or the PPI uh, stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's um, it's just really weird. It's affected a lot of people that I know in really strange ways. Yeah. Especially getting like COVID uh, shamed. Mm. So for example, um, uh, people are saying that they're not coming, that they're, they're, that they're not, that they're isolating and everything else. And I know that they're not. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's, a, not, there's I, a large percentage of people yeah, that yeah, yeah, are yeah. like still going about living their lives. And yeah. It doesn't, doesn't matter what, mm. what class or, or, or what colour, what ethnicity is? Mm. We're all lying. Yeah, we're liars, man. Yeah. We're people. That's and that's yeah. what we do. People say like, oh yeah, they're observing this and they're observing that. Mm. But you know, like people are still falling in love. Mm. So I mean, people still fall in love over the internet. <laughs> yeah, of course. You've still got them fucking scumbags mm. and like. Amazon and whatever, and they're clearing up. Oh yeah, they've made so much. I mean, Jeff Bezos, he's made hundreds of billions yeah, during mean, during this period when people are like losing their jobs. It's I crazy. mean, but I mean, Jeff Bezos and like mm. Elon Musk and mm. I mean, and Bill Gates, they're mm. clearing up. Yeah. So, mm. I mean, and they're not still not paying their fucking Fish, taxes. Your taxes, yeah. Pay your taxes, <laughs> you <laughs> scumbags. Yeah. But um, I mean, Sarah, welcome. Well, I'm going to welcome you back to Let's Do Humans podcast. Okay. So this is like our second time. Let's around. do humans. Let's do humans. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's about the human connection. Yeah. So um, um, you you have a very interesting story which we're going to cover today, and in that story um, comes a lot of like reflection. It comes a lot of like act, activist work, and it's a lot of pain and despair, and a lot mm. involved all in one bubble that you've mm. been through in your last thirty years in prison. And I know originally well, I've only been out of jail since last September. Oh wow! Okay, it's but the longest I've ever been out of prison. Yeah, in my in your whole, whole life. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it seems like you've done a lot in that time in regards to like getting recognised and putting out some work and being like proactive in in your activism. Oh, since movement. September. Mm. Yeah. 
the people who know me only know who I am because because I've had lots of different organisations have given me a leg up. Mm. They've all uh, they give me a platform. Mm. So whether it's uh, community action against prison expansion, mm. like Bristol. Um, People that I met in London groups like Cradle Community, mm. Anarchist Black Cross, uh, Inner City Free, Stop HS2, HS2 Rebellion, uh, Extinction Rebellion. Um, I met some fantastic people mm. within these groups who are trying to protect the environment. Yeah. But also I work with groups which, um, let's say especially like... Uh, Community Action Against Prison Expansion or the Prisoner Solidarity, the Prisoner Solidarity Network. Mm. Um, uh, and these are abolitionist groups. Yeah. That were, were you in contact with these groups whilst you were in prison? Was that relationship built in prison or was it when you yeah, came out these, Yeah, okay. I mean, I had, in prison, I had numerous lives. Mm. I had the life that prison officers could see. Mm. Um they could then, then there was the life that prisoners see, the one where you're dealing mobile phones and <laughs> yeah, shot in. Yeah, get into all of that. Yeah, yeah and shot in, trying to make a few quid, mm. right? Uh, trying to get some money on so you can phone up your family on the phone. Mm. But, um, but I was able to, then, then I had the life where I was in contact with lots of people in the community. Mm. So I started making links with lots of journalists, uh, and lots of activists yeah. who are anti-prison, you know, because I never was. Mm. I wasn't anti-prison. You only learned it. Well, did you only sort of like start reading up on it when you were in prison? You realised no. what the system was all about? What, no. what brought that about? I didn't read up on it or nothing. Yeah. It's something that you felt then? I just knew that I'd gone from the care system mm. to the prison system. Yeah. Uh, or the care system, the youth custody system, then the prison system. Mm. But I got around and and I've got big ears and I've got big eyes. Mm. So I mean, so I, I, I see lots of people in prison mm. that I thought should be there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I we're, we're going to get into that because I know yeah. you're, you're, you're in contact or you were in contact with a lot of like um, people that some people may know of, like in terms of like serial killers, oh, long, yeah, long-term yeah. prisoners. But um, if we well, take it back. S- but I never see somebody as like a serial killer. Yeah. Um, whether it was like someone I was close to who had killed 13 people and chopped them up and stuck mm. them down the drain, Dennis Nilsson. Mm. I mean, or it, or, it, or it could be um, someone I was really fond of, like mm. Winston Silcott, who was mm. accused of killing B- PC Blakelock yeah. and chopping off his head with a hatchet mm. or whatever. Mm. I mean, and, and I knew within 30 seconds that, that Winston Silcott was innocent. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Within 30 seconds. What makes you say that? How, how come so quickly? Though? What was it about? Like, you... Because he was a beautiful person. But no, I mean, beautiful, there's, been, there's no, been plenty no, of beautiful no, people that have done no, like is, horrendous things. No, not was. Yeah. Is a beautiful person. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I, when I spoke to them, when I met them, I got such a beautiful vibe off them. Mm. So I mean, you, you know who's the evil people. You know within 30 seconds. You know what I mean? Mm. You, you, you know, as soon as someone opens their mouth. Yeah. But, but historically, there's been like psychopaths or serial killers and so forth people that society have deemed like extreme that in in person they're very charming they, they're graceful yeah, in terms yeah. of the way no. that they carry themselves yeah, but nonetheless they've done horrendous deeds so that's like someone suffering having a personality a personality disorder mm. i mean which allows people to justify doing evil stuff is it ever justified though 
So like, can you, can you justify their personal or their, their mental issues with their acts of evil? Do you see what I mean? So if I, if I, let's say I've got, let's say I've got personality okay. disorder and, okay. and the second part of me is um, extremely violent, but the other part is super charming. Mm. Like how, how as a society do we deal with that? Because it's still, it's still two characteristics within one human being. Do you see what I mean? Well, I think the, the childhood, mm. obviously I think anyone with half an ounce of common sense mm. knows that you treat someone bad as a kid, they're yeah. going to turn bad as an adult. Yeah. Although there are cases of, of people who were treated well as children, but mm. until still turn into like mm. people who have gone off to hurt people. Mm. I'm purposely, I'm purposely not using the words good and evil. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. I get what you mean. So I mean, because right. because someone might do what you might do an act which which the world might consider as is evil. You know what I mean? Especially if it doesn't have a lot of the information. Yeah, but in your personal cause, you might deem that as a good. Is that what you're I, trying I know, to say? I know, I know people who have who have who have hurt people, but they they were. The way they were guided. Mm. So, for example, if I live on the Pelican Estate in Peckham, mm. right? If I live on the Pelican Estate in Peckham, or if I live in Custom House, that's your ends. Yeah, it? that's my ends. Right? Yeah, East London. So, if, yeah, so I'm up in Cannon Town or something, mm. or Bethnal Green, right? And then um, someone moves on there and they start mm. bullying my son or bullying my daughter or beating up my mum. I mean, when I was a child, I used to want to kill my dad all the time because mm. he used to beat up my mum. Yeah. We're definitely going to cover that at the early stages. Of, I mean, and, and prison is, 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 is full of people who've done, uh, who've done antisocial acts, but some mm. of them, um, if it's, if you've, I've seen people in prison, right? I've seen I've seen men in jail who are like in their eighties mm. and they've killed their wife, they've smothered their wife with a pillow, like a mercy wow. killing. Oh, okay. Because they were like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, because euthanasia is illegal yeah, yeah, yeah. in certain countries. Yeah. But the newspaper, unless 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 the newspaper delves into the whole history of that case, mm. it'll just say, Oh, this man's killed his wife. Yeah. Another wife killing. Yeah. Morali- morality is a very strange one when it comes to the issue of like, I don't know, mercy killing or or in the case of doing something that you deem justified because someone done extreme evil to you. And the reason why I say that is even sometimes I question my own morality because mm. I know someone whose who's girlfriend, I'm, I'm not going to mention the name because the person is very close to me, very dear person to me. His girlfriend um, murdered the individual who abused their child. Mm. And I don't think she was in prison for too long. The case kind of got dropped or something along those lines after like a year or two. But like morally, death, death is death. When someone dies, someone dies. But sometimes we go into the space where we start justifying the reasoning for that death. Mm. So when I heard the reason why the girlfriend murdered the, um, the, 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 the man who had abused their child, mm. I didn't feel a way about it. But morally, considering myself a good person, I don't think there's... 100% good people that's why I'm doing this sign this is your favourite sign as we discussed last time yeah, yeah. but at the same time I, I, I felt her I felt her reasoning I felt, yeah. I felt it was kind of almost justified no, absolutely and I feel I feel but a way prison, of saying that but, but nonetheless I felt system, it was justified but the prison system is full of cases like this mm. where you've had a mother or a father who has attacked someone who's attacked mm. one of their children 
Yeah. Right? So, there was a case. I was in Wakefield Prison, Monster Mansion, a horrible place to be in, mm. in Yorkshire. Horrible jail. Full of the, the baddest of the baddest, the most dangerous of the most dangerous. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I, I met a guy in there and someone had raped his five-year-old daughter. Mm. So he murdered the guy. Mm. Now his daughter is in the care system. Yeah, and he's in prison. And he's in prison. Yeah. He's in prison. Um, probably by the time he gets out of jail, his daughter will probably be in her 50s. Yeah. Domain. And the thing is, uh, to me, both people will suffer extremely because he's in prison and his daughter's probably going to go yeah. through a whole bunch of mental issues, yeah, potential I'm not, I'm not further that. abuse yeah. off of the back we're of that. It is a thin line, but in, in, in America, that's why I like, you notice they love their self-preservation laws. Mm. So it's like someone breaks into your house and mm. attacks you, your life is in danger, you can mm. take their life. Mm. And it's, it's kind of like understandable in that sense because self-preservation is an essential part of human being. But here in the UK, for instance, if someone breaks into your house and potentially it can harm your family and you harm them, you can be the one that end up being prosecuted. Yeah, but it's not about self-preservation. Mm. It's like if you, if you invade, I don't know if they, do people still use that saying, old people used to use it like the Englishman's home is his castle, yeah? Yeah, I haven't heard that in a while, but yeah, yeah. I, I remember the saying. Remember yeah. saying, yeah? yeah. But so, if someone invades your castle... You feel like you got any right. You can defend it. So I could get out like a lighter. Yeah. Right? A lighter. I'll get a lighter out and a can of graffiti paint and yeah. just spray them up in the face. <laughs> yeah. Right? But, but, but no, you know, it's... People generally can't be trusted not to go over the top. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, if somebody comes into your house to mm. steal your TV, mm. right? They Anyone's quite... If I had a TV, television, like mm. licensing, TV licensing people, I don't have a TV. <laughs> if you have a TV, I can't if, see a TV here, if, by the if, way. If I had a TV, which kind of looks like that kind of shape, right? I can't see, I'm legally blind anyway, so I, I mean, can't see no TV. If I had a TV, someone could come and rob it. But if someone robbed my telly mm. and then I stabbed them... Mm. Yeah, I mean, I I know how people because your life is not directly in danger. But then, yeah. what should you lie down and watch them steal your TV if you had one? Do you see what I mean? So if you go and defend your television right now, there could be a potential for your life being in well, danger. Well, I wouldn't. I mean, obviously, what I would do is like it's like what most normal people would yeah. do. If I woke up at, at if I woke up at three o'clock in the morning because mm. a noise disturbed me, and I came out and I say some little oik, yeah. Right? <laughs> Oh, trying to sneak up my staircase. Mm. <laughs> One or two things is going to happen. Either mm. he's going to sit down and have a cup of coffee with me, <laughs> right? Or someone's going to get hurt. Yeah, yeah. and we'll, we'll just sit down and blaze, mm. right? And just say, look, mate, if you want the telly, mm. you don't have to steal it. You could just fucking take it. Mm. I'll even get you an Uber to get it back to your house. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I say to people, I say, you don't have to steal from me. Mm. No one has to steal from me. If mm. they want it that much, mm. do you know what I mean? If they want it that much. <laughs> what, if you knock and ask for it? <laughs> knock and ask for it, mate. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because yeah. they're, only, they're, only, they're only things. Mm. And that's what I learned since I got out of jail is that things yeah. ain't that. Yeah. The things that ain't value. that important. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, um, It's just things, yeah. I mean, just, it's, it's, it's just material. They're it's just, just things. And people mm. are... And I, f- I think when I got out of jail, I realised that a lot of people are limited by their imagination. Mm. Do you know what I mean? 
I said, you need to do more shit. It, just because you're on lockdown don't mean you can't go and do exercise. Yeah. And it, it, it also means you... Means you can also go out and repeat <laughs> you, and no one's paint, gonna, and no one's gonna chase doors. you. Yeah, you know but I mean? um, yeah. there's loads of graffiti which has gone up since lockdown. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, so you know I mean, I went to uh, Leak Street the mm. other day, and the police were there. Mm. The police were there saying like graffiti artists gone fuck off. You got to go and isolate. Mm. I said, yeah, but if I'm in like Leak Street in Waterloo on my own. Mm. I said, I ain't causing no one no trouble. And you're social distancing because yeah, you're yeah. by yourself. Yeah, and I'm social distancing, <laughs> but I mean, I've got my telescopic ladder. Yeah. And we've, we've got, I've got over fucking, over 30 tins of, yeah. over 30 tins of graffiti paint. Mm. I said, I might as well just go out and just, and let's go and do, and do it. Yeah. Legal graffiti. Legal graffiti. <laughs> legal graffiti. <laughs> but um, you, you mentioned. Yeah. You, and seen all that? the eggs graffiti, which has just turned up. Oh yeah, eggs, eggs. yeah, that's one of your favourite ones, Eggs graffiti, isn't it? right? Yeah. Eggy <laughs> yeah. and Helch. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Eggy, um, Helch. And Wasp. Te- and now te- Wasp. Yeah, Wasp graffiti. Yeah. But 10 foot graffiti as well. It's still going mm. up. All the, all, all the most infamous like taggers of graffiti artists in London. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They're still putting up their stuff. And especially the women graffiti artists. Are they really stepping up recently? Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Some of the greatest graffiti I've seen has been since down lockdown. People oh, putting right. up their sneaky little pieces. I think been, people must be becoming more like creative and more daring as well. So because it's lockdown and it's like whenever there's a well, restriction, it's not, more, it's not more daring. It's just yeah. that you've got the space. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. So, I mean, Nathan Bowen, stop putting up that fucking wank graffiti. <laughs> Where is he putting up the? the... You, know, you know what I'm talking about. You know the Nathan Bowen stuff, yeah. Which one is it? Looks, looks like, it looks like an alien. It looks like a robot's head. Oh like, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. With all the zigzag, I've seen them all yeah, over yeah, the place. Yeah, there's a, there's yeah. a couple in um, Nathan Bowen. Stop so, doing it. It's Brick not Lane. cool. Yeah, there's a couple around Brick Lane that I've spotted oh my recently. God. No, look what it is. Is you've got these? Um, is it like? Uh, Who's, I don't know who the companies are who are building houses at the moment. Yeah, and but usually you know, covers the, the wooden... Yeah, um, that wooden, that blue wooden, yeah, blue wooden thing at the bottom, well. mm-hmm. right? And this is that I can't go and tag it. I can't graffiti on it. Mm. But then they'll go and get like Nathan Bowen, right? Mm. And I'm seeing that stuff. Every, and I like it. Mm. I, I, like, I like it about... I like your work about 30% of it because it's mm. all the same. Yeah, pretty much. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And it's no different to me or what anyone else is mm. doing. But but I'm but I'm seeing it and I'm not saying it's wank. Mm. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that it's like corporate. <laughs> it's corporate art. So he's he's more like establishment. Is that why you're anti the work or hey, listen, what is it? I like the kid, right? Mm. I like I like the little boy, the little girl, or the non-binary or the trans mm. person who says, "You know what? I'm not fucking happy with my life. Mm. I'm not happy with the environment I live in. Mm. But I feel so powerless to do anything mm. about it. All I can do is take like, I mean, because come on, mm. you can't deny these colours are awesome." Mm. Do you know what I mean? And if I go up with a little with if, with a black paint and just put a, mm. do you know what I mean? It's it's gonna look horrible. Mm. If I put it up with this, the same thing, it's still gonna look horrible. Yeah. But the colours are prettier. 
And I'm convinced that whenever I put a piece up, mm. the brighter the colour, the longer it will stay. Okay. And the more of an impact it has visually as well. Yeah, so the more of an impact is the more of an impact and like mm. I'm just I'm addicted. <laughs> I'm addicted to it. As we can so tell from me, the way that you're shaking her back. Yeah, 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 yeah. The thing is, you know, for some people, graffiti is all we got. Mm. I mean, I'm lucky that I can I can phone up I can go through my phone book mm. and, and, and find interesting people. Do you know what I mean? Mm. To, to talk to all the people that I know are absolutely great. I only have good people around me. Yeah. Which is key, especially when you come out. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's key to keep you sort of like balanced. But um, it's like, also good to keep in contact with, 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 um, uh, keep in contact with people who've only recently got out. Yeah. So I can say to someone like that I know who's, who's just got out and they've just done like 15 years. Mm. And they're in a hostel when they want to leave. Mm. And I'm saying, like, I know mm. you just got out of jail. You're in your hostel and you just want to move on. Mm. And and I wish I had somebody to say this to me, but I'm saying... Was to it them, was an organisation that helped you with your transition, though, when you came out? Uh, the Prisoner Solidarity Network. Okay. Uh, the individuals within that, like I said, these abolitionists, mm. um, a lot of them rallied around me. Mm. Uh, to come to help me, especially sorting out benefits and stuff, mm. but also a fantastic organisation called Queer Care. Mm. Um, yeah, the members have been been so kind to me, oh, yeah. not just not just with like uh, feeding me mm. and you know what I mean and giving me money to travel, mm. but also helping me like emotionally. Yeah, because there was no way that I was going to do thirty years behind the on my prison door mm. and then I was going to get out like mentally untarnished that was never going to yeah, happen yeah most definitely yeah especially, especially considering yeah. like your your sort of like early days your childhood as well and stuff yeah. like that so the whole thing not having to deal with that properly and then going into the system yeah. is completely you just tragic su- you're just and, suppressing a lot of yeah. stuff that you've can got you, can you tell us a bit about your early childhood days because you're, you're originally South London uh, yeah yeah Bricky well girl, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah I was I was born in uh, Shakespeare Road in Brixton, yeah, um, which is like, I think that's, I don't know if it's still frontline, it was like frontline then when I was there. Mm. Um, Wait, when you say frontline, what do you mean? As in, like, it was, it's it was where it was like, all happening. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, yeah. a lo- um, I mean, it's the streets, isn't it? Mm. It was seen as being like the ghetto. Mm. I mean, these are a lot of things that I didn't know when I was growing up. Um, but the things I didn't know was like, especially back in the 1950s and the 60s, mm. I didn't know about the, the, the issues in communities with immigration, mm. right? Um, I grew up in a household where my dad was a racist. Mm. What do you mean? So I'd grow up with this narrative like, yeah, we're being invaded. Mm. We are being This swapped. is by the Caribbean community that was yeah, influxing Yeah, in. but not just from the Caribbean, from also from Pakistan, oh, okay, uh, yeah. from... Um, uh, from from Asia, mm. um, and I didn't know that the British government had like put posters up and gone to all these countries and said, "Look, we need people <laughs> come to over. come and work." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did, did your dad understand no, that? No, at my all? dad never told me that. Oh, okay, he knew yeah. that part, but he kept that part from yeah, you to yeah, continue his racist yeah, my, narrative. Yeah, my dad, my dad never told me that, right? Yeah. And it wasn't a case that he was one of these bigoted old racist white people, right? Mm. That like. Uh, they feel that it happened too quick. Mm. 
It was the fact that it happened at all. Mm. A country that my dad doesn't feel part of. Mm. I mean, my dad, like... It's now bringing in a whole other group. Yeah, 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 yeah. As soon as you, as soon as you start bringing people over uh, to Britain or people wanted to emigrate to Britain mm. um, and they wanted to come over and, and, build, and build a life and build a, build a home, build a future, build a family. Mm. Do you know what I mean? My dad can't see, like, or he couldn't see that this country with its uh, own... Let me do that again. Indigenous population. Mm. We can't. We can't survive. Mm. We Britain cannot survive. A Britain could never survive survive without immigration. Yeah, of course. It cannot, yeah, especially after the war. Here, Britain. Britain is born. Brit. Britain is born from. Uh, we're a we're a whole country full of, full of immigrants. Mm. I mean, and it's it's too easy for people who 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 are ignorant. Mm. So, I mean, so did you see the transition in your dad's like um, behavior in his thought process before the immigration and after, and like doing it? So like, how was he like before? Well, my dad was always there was always racist stuff mm. coming out, and also growing up, right? So the stuff that you see on TV, mm. um, there was a lot of comedy which mm. was slanted. Uh, um, I think the apologists would say that there was these comedies. Mm which were actually poking fun at so like the racists. like the faces, the, the gollywog, the toys and everything yeah. else. Yeah, right. So they would say like uh, In Sickness and an Elf and that. Was it In Sickness and an Elf? Mm. Um, it was like Valf Garnet and stuff like that, mm. where people, the apologists would say, yeah, uh, mm. Alf Garnet and that, like, is they, they were just making fun mm. at racism. The fact is, though, that a lot of racists saw even Afghanit as their idol. They weren't mm. sophisticated enough. People like my dad were not sophisticated enough mm. to be able to see that these programmes mm. were actually mocking racists. Mm. My dad thought like they were actually supporting mm. this kind of yeah. racist So then he was, fuel, he was fueling his own personal beliefs yeah. in... Yeah. He wasn't bright enough to see, mm. look, these people are actually making fun of yeah. you. That, that's the dangers of rhetoric, yeah. and that's one thing I've learned. Well, I've known it for a while, but it, most recently I started paying more attention to people's rhetoric, especially when you discuss people like Trump and so mm. forth. Like, you might say Trump is not complete racist, but then your rhetoric can fuel others who are not sophisticated enough to decipher what it is that I you're doing even, and saying. I wouldn't even go as far mm. as to say that Trump was a racist. I wouldn't go that far. Mm. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And that's not to say that he's not a racist. Mm. What I would say is that Trump is an arsehole. Yeah. He yeah. is just a dickhead. Mm. He is an arsehole and he's not bright. Mm. He's not. Anyone who thinks that Donald Trump is smart and a great businessman is a fool. Mm. The guy is a dickhead. Mm. He is an arsehole. He's mm. like a, he is an, an embarrassment. Mm. In, it's an embarrassment to a lot of people that I yeah. know in the United States. Yeah. Initially, I feel guilty to the point where initially I thought, okay, he's an anti-establishment. Yeah. So I, I you went think into, you should bank. If you, you think you should back bank, him. back him. Yeah. And me being yeah. an optimist, I am. I'm naturally an optimist, which always yeah, gets yeah. me wrong when it yeah. comes to judgment of yeah. people because I always go in with a, with a bright foot, thinking, okay, I'm going to get something great out of this person. So him being anti-establishment. Yeah, sometimes, and I think that's my that's my that's my downfall when it comes to thinking about mm. people. So, for a long time, I was I was like one of those people that said, "Okay, 
Trump might be okay. They might he might be onto something, being anti-establishment. But as time went along, I had to I had to cut back, and I even went to my family recently. I was like, you know, guys, I've completely denounced Trump now. Initially, because uh, I've completely <laughs> denounced Trump now. Now, no, oh, I know it's, I know it's a mad yeah, thing yeah, to yeah. say here, yeah, but I'm because I'm such an optimist. Now, I always try to see the bright side of things, and him being anti-establishment, I thought I was believing in the whole drain the swamp situation. Lot, is it true that a lot a lot of black people and a lot, especially a lot of Cubans in Florida, vote for Trump yeah they did yeah yeah. but then also you can you can see where they're coming from on their end of the things because if you feel you've been fa- failed by one particular um, part of the political mm-hmm. spectrum especially like they You'll the career the politicians yeah. you try the other do you see what I mean? And if you're if you if you're if you're then being sold this rhetoric and these ideas that your job is dependent on this individual who understands the market in in a particular thing that affects you more, you vote the other. So it's tricky because on one hand you're stuck in between a rock and a hard place because you're stuck in between these career politicians who throughout the history of their um, political work have always shifted ideas and mm. sides based on what's potentially going to get them to the presidency. I.e., if you follow the Biden's history, then you got one on the other side, another guy who you think who you thought think, was anti-establishment. No, I don't think Biden. Right, I mean the, the the Democrats. I mean it's the the way that American politics have lined themselves up, right? So to say, you've got Republicans, mm. which uh, Republicans with Trump. Is it uh, is Democrats. it Bi- is it Democrats with Biden? Biden yeah, yeah, right. I mean Biden. I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust him to tie up my fucking shoelaces. Likewise, I mean his history tells the whole story. Do you, know what, Do you know what I mean? The ninety four crime bill. Everything he's ever said about ethnic people and. and- the, as, Especially the one where they had... So the vice president under Biden is that woman, yeah? Yeah, Kamala Harrison. But even people were saying, yeah, that's that's a victory for... Uh, for Because she, lo- she, she locked up a, ho- a lot of um, people, people on marijuana charges yeah. and she kept information yeah. from... She's no, she's no better yeah. than anybody else. Mm. But then at the moment, right now, we're in a situation whereby regardless of what you think about the historics, now we're stuck in between a rock and a hard place because we know that this guy is a complete idiot yeah. and his rhetoric is leading us into a dark hole yeah. and we have to now shift or yeah. the, the system seems like it has yeah. to now shift. So it, to me, it's a waiting game and I'm not American, but nonetheless, whatever they do kind of have an effect on us and the rhetoric spills over here because you start yeah. to feel like whatever Trump is doing to infuse these people has the same effect on the same similar type yeah, of yeah, people yeah. over here in the UK. Yeah, yeah. So it's a weird place but, but you know what we should yeah. do right we should just say USA sort out your politics or you're fucked <laughs> you're fucked yeah so t- tell yeah. me more about like the, the changes and of your your dad's ideals and how that had an impact on you as a child growing up well my my, my dad I'd, and and, and mm. I've outed him before mm. fuck him yeah he was a, just a nasty despicable Do you know what? Of all the people that I met in my life, mm. I, I can't think of one. I can't think of one good thing to say to to say about my father, mm. which is a shame mm. because it, it embarrasses me. Because mm. when I've been with people and they're like, "Oh yeah, my dad did this for me," or "My dad did that," mm. and I'll say, "You know what? The only thing my dad ever did was fucking abuse me and 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 treat his children like mm. fucking dog shit." Yeah. What's his so, daily abuse like? Physical yeah. abuse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah oh. my dad was my dad was just mean. Mm. He was just mean. He was a bully, and I think a lot of it might have been because of the fact that he was quite short. Mm. So I mean, it wasn't. It was. A, I think he was just like like the Cray twins. He was short. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we know what the Cray twins did. They were just bullies. Mm. 
bullies, bullies and abusers. Yeah. That's what they were. Was it just you that he was abusing? Or like, um, was it you that it was no, just, just you just, his just, partner? Just his own family. Brothers, yeah. Just my brother. Uh, uh, me, my brothers mm. and sisters, mother, stepmothers mm. that we had. Is that what led you to running away from home? Because I, I know you ran away from home, you were in the care system for I read, a while. I well. ran away from home every opportunity that I could. Yeah. If you, if you, if you hit me, I'm going to run away from you. Mm. And that's it. You can't hit me and then in one minute and then, and then, I mean, he never told me that he'd give a shit. Mm. But you know, I, I know this this uh, what is it called? This mo, this modus operandi of of like abusers. Mm. That's what they do. Mm. So I mean, the one minute they're they're, they're abusing yeah. like their partner, yeah, and in the next breath they tell them that they love them. Mm. Or the two don't fit. But, but it, it, for them, it probably works on a psychological abuse level because it's like it's the push and pull. Yeah, but it's I'm like not, I abuse you, but yeah, I'm abusing you because. But I'm not, I'm, but one, I'm not daft, mm. and two, if you fuck me over, I'll know it's. I'll know what you've done to me. Mm. I'm not gonna be like some, um, some some vulnerable, uh, some vulnerable person who is so confused and and their mind is so fucked up by their abuse mm. that they somehow make excuses for their abuse. Mm. Nah. That's not that's that's not gonna um, that's not gonna happen here. Mm. Do you know what I mean now? I say my my dad was just nasty, mm. and the 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 venom and the vileness mm. that would come out of his mouth. Now, do you know I mean I, I I put my hand up. You know what I mean I I fuck up a lot. I even, I mean, even being trans, I misgender people, mm. but I'm sure they'll forgive me because they know that I love them. Do you know what I mean? But sometimes I talk faster than my, than uh, <laughs> I talk before my brain's engaged. Mm. But my dad was nasty. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? My dad how was, was he, how was he surviving on the streets though? Like when you were running away? Because oh. you were young at this age. How, yeah, how yeah, old yeah. you first started like running uh, away? And I, stuff, I, I first started running away probably when I was in like like. My early teens, I'm talking like 10 and 11 yeah. and How stuff. How was Survivor like in London? Is oh. this like 80s? Then? Yeah, like 1980s. Yeah. So um, in, in the 1980s, I would be having sex with men for money. Mm. Um, I mean, it no one can shame me. Anything mm. I've got, any, anything I've done, it's all pretty much. Yeah. It's all pretty much out there. Documented in there, yeah. Yeah, and, and mm. I've, I've not, I've, I've, and having sex with people for money, it's not something that I'm embarrassed about. Mm. Um, do you know what I mean? I was, I was sexualized in the prison system. Do you know mm. I mean? I was sexualized in the care system. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I've always kind of been my own person. Yeah. But, but when we talk about like... So, so, but I'd still have to eat. If I run away from home, I've still got to eat. Yeah. But when, when we talk about the sexualization thing, because mm. you're saying you're your own person, but do you think it's, it's directly correlated re in regards to how you were treated at home? So if that abuse wasn't, if you weren't subjected to that abuse at home... It might not have been so easy to get into. Is that what you... Is, do you think that's the case? Or do you, do you think... I've always been a people person. always like mm. people. Yeah, but, but liking people and being yeah. so young and engaging yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in sex no, is I very different. Yeah. If, no, I understand the point you're making. I, I didn't see it as abuse at the time. Mm, yeah. But yeah. That, no, that's not strictly true because that would just make me a liar. Mm. I, I knew what I had mm. and that was when I was young mm. and I was fucking pretty and I was. Mm. I was young, 
I was pretty. Uh, a lot of times, uh, neither men or women could know what gender I was. Oh. And I knew that men liked to fuck and that they'll pay for it. Mm. And people could say what they want, especially during this pandemic. But the amount of people who are now like on OnlyFans, mm. do you know what I mean? Who are doing sex work. All of you out there, all the sex workers out there, solidarity. Mm. Because for some people, it's the only way they can survive. Yeah. Do you mean? And yeah. I think if you've got, I think if you've got the right, I think if you've got a positive attitude about your own body and stuff, mm. the thing makes it a, 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 a lot easier. Because mm. if you like people mm. and you like having sex, mm. well, why not get, Pay for it. Why not get yeah. paid for it? I, I completely understand that. But you're, that, selling, that's when you're, you're selling your yeah, labour. Yeah. Right? But that's when, you, that's when you're an adult and you're making your own like conscious decisions. Yeah. But when but, I was young, I was still thinking like an adult. Yeah. Because but then I was still getting treated like an adult. Yeah. But then it's like, it's adult sleeping with a child. Under, a child. Yeah. That, that to me is where the problem lies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if it's consensual adults, then mm. that's what you guys do. Yeah. That's, that's not for me to judge. But obviously, you want to protect children at all costs because it has a mental effect on them down the line. And that's yeah, my... But I'm not making excuses. For oh yeah, no, no, I understand that. Right? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm mm. not right. I mean, um, but what what I would say is this: I've heard this before when people say the world we got now is not the world we had then, mm. and and I don't think a lot of people know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> what I mean, because the world we've got then, we still have. Mm. We still have the racists. Mm. We still have the bigots. Do you know what I mean? We mm. still have them. Oh, yeah, of course. They're yeah. just too afraid to open their mouth. Mm. Although Brexit, mm. since Brexit, a lot of people have been a lot more vocal, especially mm. on social media. Well, if you give them, if you give them a spark, the light is going to... Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's there. A mm. lot of people got a lot of time during lockdown in front of their... Do their keyboard warriors. <laughs> all, on the, all on the Twitters. <laughs> yeah, I would say yeah. I would say this, but like in the replies mm. or anything else... Don't waste your time yeah. slating me or slagging me off. Don't bother. You'll be just wasting your time because mm. one, I won't read it. <laughs> and two, it's probably true. Mm. But let them crack on with it. It's a free country. And you've admitted to most of your stuff anyway. So yeah. it's like, once you do that, then yeah, yeah. That, that, that effect is kind of gone yeah. out of the way. But um, how, how did all that lead to your first um, crime? Because you ended up in prison initially for seven years, right? Mm. What, what, was, what was the, what, what happened then? That led you into... Well, I'd, I'd been to... Uh, I'd been to youth custody before, mainly for, like, petty theft, nicking car... Do you remember when the car cassette player came out? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? They, they were crazy yeah, to, like, just With the digital drive. front on them. Yeah. <laughs> right? So yeah. what I'd do is, like, I'd go down, say, like, a train line. Mm. I'd be on the train, but I'm always mm. looking. Because yeah. from the train, you can see the backs of car showrooms and stuff like that. Mm. And there'll be, like, 30, like... Voxels where they started putting them, them Philips mm. like uh, digital radio cassette players with the digital radio, the digital bit on there. <laughs> yeah, when that come out, everyone wanted them. Yeah, so I'd go out and nick like 20 a night. Wow, you must have been making money then. Yeah, well, well, not really, because mm. what happens is you can only sell a certain amount. Oh, okay. Once you've reached a certain level, mm. once I've sold a car stereo to everyone that I know, mm. then what I do with it, what I do with the rest of them. Mm. That's true. Do you know what I mean? It's not like, it's not like, um, 
You couldn't just go on eBay then and just yeah, buy it's not. Them. It's not like yeah. someone selling someone a fucking uh, a twenty pound rock. Mm. Knowing that within like half an hour they're going to be back again for another yeah, rock. They've got one and that's yeah. it. Yeah, as soon as you've got them, stuff, that, that that's it. So in the end, I had to find something else to mm. do um, to, to make money. I never really got into shoplifting. Mm. I mean, I was I was I used to steal cars, but it was it was always like for petty crime. Mm. Um, until I was uh, charged with kidnapping my stepmother's brother. Mm. And for that, I was sent to jail for seven years. Yeah. And um, they'll say, while I was in jail, I tried to kill someone in prison. Yeah, we're going to get into that. So um, when you went into jail for the seven years for the, um, the attack the on your... yeah. Yeah, it was a kidnapping and a, yeah. a, um, assault, right? Mm. It was those charges. Um, what, what was that like? Because now this is the first time in adult prison, right? Or, or... Uh, no, because I first went to youth custody. Oh, so, so for the assault was in youth custody. Yeah, how yeah, how yeah. old was you when that assault happened? Then? Uh, it'd be like eighteen. Oh, okay. So you transitioned then because between those seven years, you transitioned from um, youth custody into yeah, 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 adult into prison. prison. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. At, at that time, yeah, so I went from a Swinfernall Youth Custody Centre. Yeah. How many uh, years were you doing? Like in Staffordshire, I was doing seven years. I was oh, yeah. doing a seven-year sentence. Yeah. Um, then I was transferred from there to Winston Green Prison in Birmingham. Oh, okay. Because that yeah. fucking monstrosity of it. Oh, wow. Jail. Well, let's talk about those two jails. Yeah. So the the youth prison, how was that like the the process? So now you're you're in prison. Well, when I was arrested, sense. first of all, we went to um, like Feltham and Canterbury mm. and uh, or from remand. But then, obviously, like mm. you go into like uh, like so it'd be like Ellsbury, Ellsbury mm. and Swinfernall and stuff. And if you're small, you better you better learn to fight. Yeah, was it straight away on site when yeah, you go man, in there? It's, it's on you. If you're weak, yeah. if you're weak or if you're small, mm. if you've got anything that people want to steal, the odds are is that they will steal it mm. unless they're afraid of you. And that's the worst thing about, that's the worst thing about the system because it, it will fucking, if you've got evil in you, you're not careful, it'll bring it all out. Mm. Survival, isn't it? Survival instinct. Yeah, and that's the worst thing. You've got like the prison officers are like, oh, if someone bullies you, come to us. You can't go and snitch. <laughs> in I prison. mean, and you yeah. say, well, where, where, where am I going to. So, 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 so what? So, so, so someone robs like five pounds worth of mm. like canteen from me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? What's. What, 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 if I get robbed, what am I supposed to do? Mm. Do you know what I mean? What are you supposed to do, right? If this is happening every week. And I've had it where there'll be like five people outside my cell door. Just waiting to rob you. Fighting each other, deciding who's going to rob me. Serious? Yeah. Were you, were you deemed as like a target? Were you an yeah. easy target for them in there? Yeah. Yeah. Because if the minute you walk into that prison, mm. you're new. In America, they're called a fish, isn't it? Yeah. You're a new fish, right? So you walk onto the prison landing. People want to get the measure of you. Mm. So they're going to test you. Yeah. They want to test you. And they want to see how much, you, how far you're willing to go to defend your corner. Mm. But what that means is that you end up doing stuff that you don't want to do you end up committing violent acts Mm. that you don't want to do and the worst thing is is that the more extreme they are the more respect people give you Mm. you go into someone's cell and stab someone 50 times Mm. because they owed you 10 pound people will respect you yeah but if someone beats you up and rob you Mm. and you let it go people will just mug you off for the rest of your sentence yeah 
because they, they they know that you're you're an easy taking. And, and, and that's then, the and that's yeah. the worst thing yet. Is that that you get people when they will push you to that. And I've had people in prison. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Where I'll, I'll have perhaps perhaps you and me met on a prison landing, mm. and you said to me. Hey, listen here. As soon as canteen day comes, mm. I'm telling you, here's a list. This is what I want from your canteen. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I'll be round on canteen day to collect it. Mm. And if it's not there, you're getting fucked up. Mm. So I'm now I'm thinking like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I've got no friends there. I don't know anyone. I've just mm. arrived. So sometimes I'll say to these people, but I'll say to them on their own, there's no one around. I say, look, I'm telling you, my friend, that this will go two ways. Mm. Either I will kill you mm. or I won't. One of them two things are going to happen. Mm. So you, you if, you pursue, if you pursue on this path that you're on, mm. you will give me no choice. Mm. You will give me no choice in, in the group that I live in, mm. in the prison system that I live in, do you know what I mean? I say, look, if you hit me, I can either run, I can either go and run and hide, mm. run to the staff and ask for protection, or to fight you back. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But if I fight you back, if, if I fight you, I will fucking destroy you. Mm. You're going to fight to the death. You're yeah. To put your and the thing around. is, I'm not a good fighter. Mm. I'm shit at fighting. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You give me a fucking can of paint, mate. I'm fucking mustard. <laughs> Picasso. <laughs> but also with fighting, mm. if I have to do it, when I'm in the prison system, if I have to fight you, mm. I know the rules. And the rules are that if I come for you, I better come to kill you. Mm. Because potentially you could kill me. Yeah. Was that a great deterrent though in, in, in helping no. protect you? Or people still come for you? In yeah. Yeah. Because people still want to come and they still want to, they still want to, yeah. still want to challenge you, yeah. right? So, in the end, what happens is you walk into a prison. Mm-hmm. Say I walk into into Feltham today, mm-hmm. and they put me on I don't know Nightingale or Raven or whatever wing they put me on. Automatically, I will just find the biggest person just on that punch wing them in the face. and just fucking attack them yeah. with There's- every fucking. Yeah. thing at my disposal yeah. whether it's a metal tea tray <laughs> whether it's a sharpened up broom handle mm. and you just attack the first person mm. the, find the biggest person on the wing mm. and just go and attack them but prepare to lose mm. but then you, you've gained your respect from the yeah. ultimate place and it's actually interesting you said that because I could be stabbed 20 times but if I survive that you're good yeah, all that guy's reputation, I just took it you from just took him. It, yeah, yeah. It's, I it's, took it's, him. So it's an exchange of clout. Yeah. It's an exchange of power, yeah. and that's that's an interesting concept because there's a psychologist who I follow extremely, mm. and um, he told his daughter on the first day of primary school because yeah. she was going to primary school in a rough area. Yeah, yeah. He was like, go in there and find the biggest, most respected person, punch them in the face. You're gonna get beaten up, but after that, you're good. Yeah, because everyone beneath that person, yeah, you, yeah, you've yeah. now you've now taken the power away from yeah, them because they were yeah. scared to do what you did. Yeah, yeah. So she went and done it. And after that, she never got bullied in the school. Yeah, but so. imagine, but imagine this, right? Imagine if you're a parent and you're watching this, mm. right? And you know the way that people like to think that we're socialized mm. is that uh, 
it's that, that as humans, we can look at a situation like rationally Mm-hmm. And it makes rational sense mm-hmm. to say to to say to your son or your daughter when you're walking at school, just find the biggest person mm-hmm. and just fucking attack them. Mm-hmm. And even if you lose, you'll take you might take a bit for kicking, but say, look, just wrap your arms around your head, mm-hmm. just wrap your arms in, protect your kidneys, mm-hmm. right? Protect your kidneys, protect your face. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, societies they they. They're saying, oh, yeah, if you get beaten up, just go and report it. That ain't never it's worked. It's easier said than done, especially yeah. in prison, because of the, the laws of, of yeah, and that, criminal... Yeah, and, and that's it. And in jail, you, you, you kind of have to pick. Unless you're, unless, unless you're a, a, a well-built person, mm. unless you're assertive. Mm. If you're not assertive, if you're small, if you're weak, mm. you better either go on the protection wing or learn... Out of fight. Out of fight, yeah. So is that so in, in defense of yourself, is that how you kind of ended up going from serving a seven year sentence mm-hmm. to a 30 year sentence? Can you tell us the story behind yeah, that? Yeah, but being the, the thing is though. Because you, you're being abused, right? Yeah, yeah, by yeah. a particular group. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just said like a group of people, mm. um, like who were just demonizing me. Mm. And that's pretty much happened every prison that I, I went to. Because if you if you identify as trans, and there were times when I, I openly identified as trans. Is that even in the youth prison or Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah in okay. youth custody, mm. where many people said to me, look, just keep your mouth shut because it will not end good for mm. you. You you either get beaten up or get sexually abused and raped. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. But 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 you know, the, the older I became within mm. the prison, to I mean, I'd become to be a bit more mm. assertive mm-hmm. and um and it, people might not have been afraid of me, but they were definitely wary. Mm. They were definitely wary of me because I say, if you attack me, I will respond. Mm. In kind, yeah. But I will, res- no, no, I won't respond in kind. <laughs> I will bring out the mm. big guns. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because I'll, I'll just sit in my cell and just make weapons. Mm. I'll make weapons and say, look, my, my fists are not big. Mm. My, my hands, I mean, my fists are not big and I mm. can't fight. So I know that one when I come for you, it's gonna be when you least suspect it. Mm. You're not gonna see it. When I attack you, you're not gonna you're not even gonna have any inkling. Mm. I'll let you think that I've forgotten. Yeah. So these group of individuals who you ended and up pull up on them, yeah. Um, what, I, I tried to how kill how long one, was I it tried going to for? kill one of them. I tried but, to kill one of the I tried to kill uh one of the people that were abusing you. That abused me, yeah. How long was this abuse going for uh, in the in the um, in the prison? It's the thing is, it's it's pretty much been going on for all mm. the time I I lived in prison. Yeah. For, for but was it a particular group or particular individual that you're targeting? No, no or? prison. Oh, okay, just in general. Prisoners don't need a reason to target someone mm. because you know, devil makes work. The devil makes a work of, for idle hands. A lot of idle hands. Yeah. There's a lot of people in prison sitting around doing nothing. Mm. Um, but you also got to remember the system that you're in as well, mm. which is uh, mm. was it the Zahid Mubarak case, mm. where uh, Zahid Mubarak, uh, this this Asian kid, is put in a cell with a known racist mm. with a big fucking swastika on his yeah. forehead. Do you know what I mean anyone could see that weren't gonna uh, that was not gonna mm. <laughs> work out well? Yeah. It weren't gonna it weren't gonna work out well. But also for the fact that staff knew. Mm. And that's these. These are the, this is on the same wing where Zahid Mubarak mm. uh, uh, got killed. Was the same wing when I tr- um, 
uh, where I'd been attacked. Oh, is that the same wing? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. where I got attacked. And the thing is, staff, mm. staff had opened like the, the shower door yeah. and allowed these prisoners to come pay them cigarettes. Mm. For cigarettes, like 40 Benson for and Hedges. Life. For 40 Benson and Hedges, right? These prisoners who might consider themselves to mm. be like anti prison and everything else. But I'm looking in your camera on purpose. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's to say is that how on earth can prisoners who go into the prison system, mm. they end up on the landing in Feltham, they start giving it all the Charlie Big Spuds, mm. yeah, I'm, I'm this and I'm that and I'm mm. this and I'm that. And yet these same prisoners ha- allow, allow, they allowed themselves, mm. do you know what I mean? To be bought. They sold their fucking souls for 40 Benson and Hedges. That is crazy. A prison officer was able to get a group of prisoners Mm. to take payment in the form of 40 fucking cigarettes, which isn't even 20 quid. Mm. And it wasn't 20 quid then. Right, so perhaps ten pounds worth of cigarettes for ten pounds worth of cigarettes. These prisoners came into the shop. They allowed themselves to mm. be bought off for twenty fags for ten pounds to come into the shower and to state to stab me and mm. to fucking to stab me to snatch me with razor blades and then to fucking rape me mm. for ten pounds for ten pounds. That's horrific. They allowed these prisoners who give it like they were the big fucking I am. Mm. They're the big gangsters and everything else. They allowed them. And, and I've seen that in prison where you'll have like some prisoner will come into the jail mm. and the prison officers will hate him. Yeah. But the prison officers will go around and tell everybody that person in was like in for abusing a child or mm. something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And it's just made up. And prisoners will just fucking flock to attack him on the word of a prison officer. Mm. All it takes is one prison officer, right, to say, oh, yeah, so-and-so's in for this. And then these prisoners, just on the space of that, no evidence, no nothing, will just go and attack them. Yeah. So, I mean, these prisoners who claim to be, like, anti-authority, come out to be gangsters. I said, gangsters, mate. I said, you're doing a screws job for them. Do you know what I mean? Well, you've got prisons in this system where prison officers are using prisoners to monitor the other prisoners' behaviour. Mm. Not just, working for the people that they supposedly Yeah, they'll find to. they'll find like the biggest, toughest guy on the wing and they'll use them to try and like quell if there's problems, mm. if there's like interpersonal issues between other prisoners, the staff will go to prisoners who are respected. Mm. No, it means the screws respect them. Doesn't mean the fucking prisoners respect mm. them. Mm. Where I've fallen out with people and other prisoners have come along and said, oh yeah, the, the officers have asked me if I can get involved and so I'm like, fuck off. Mm. So you're never up for working for the metal? Or no. Yeah. For working for, for what? Yeah. For working for what? Yeah. For, for the screws because obviously that's the system that you're against so you would never take yeah. such no, a bribe. No, yeah. no, no, no. no. I, I can't be corrupted. Mm. I can't, you couldn't, cor- you couldn't corrupt Is that me. why you took the law into your own hands and you took retaliation on this group who... Um, no, because you. then I'd gone to the staff then. Mm. I says, look, I'm, I'm a weak person. Yeah. I'm a weak person and I hate violence. Mm. 
which I suppose is a shame because I'm really fucking good at it. <laughs> yeah, but all life is my imagination. And I was brought up in a violent home where violence was seen as a default setting for dealing with your problems. Yeah. If you come home to my dad and you said, Dad, mm. look, someone's beat me up, my dad will give you a brick, a house brick, which he did to me. And so then go and fuck them up. Mm. I'll go like, Dad, but I'm only like eight. And you've given me half an house brick, go and smash another fucking seven or eight-year-old kid in the head with. Mm. What fucking lessons did he teach me? Could you imagine that? Being like, just like a young kid, right? Mm. And you go home to your dad and you're bust up. Your face is beaten up. And you're like eight, nine, ten Mm. years of age. Yeah. And your dad gives you a brick. Whilst you're looking for some guidance or some reassurance. Yeah, I'm going there. I want my dad to say to me, like, you know what, you can't always win and it shows you're the better person because you're able to walk mm. away. And no, nah, my dad's like, get that fucking, you know, grab hold of this or he give you like an iron bar. Wow. And go smash the red in. And would you do it? Yeah, but what, what would I? Mm. You know, of course I would because mm. that's what my dad's telling me to do. Mm. If my dad's telling me, it can't be like... Yeah, he's validated. Wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I'm like, and I, then I start thinking like, hold on, like, I'm like, I'm like 10, like nine or 10 or 11. Mm. And my dad's giving, my dad's telling me to take a brick, yeah. half a house brick, and, smash the head and of beat some child to death with a brick. Mm. Not saying beat him to death. It's like, fuck him up. I mean, mm. if I smash someone in the head with half a house brick, mm. right? If you've got a 10 year old child, right? And I'm purposely thinking about the Jamie Bolger case yeah. with his two young boys mm-hmm. and how fucked their fucking lives must have been for them to go on and do the shit that they fucking did yeah. to that poor child. That was horrific. Yeah. Right? But the fact is, is that it was, they were still two kids at like 10 years of age with this capacity for fucking wickedness. Mm. But there were a load of 10-year-old kids and kids younger than that with that same capacity. Yeah. And that, that's so, the importance of like coming from a, a household where you're taught the right things. That's why the home is such an important, because mm, the breeding ground for absolutely. all of this. Because a lot of people that I speak to who maybe ended up in a system like yourself, when you look at their backgrounds and their upbringings, there was a breeding ground for what potentially led into mm. their life being filled with violence mm. and, and prison sentences. So the family is essential and that's mm. where it all begins, in essence. Well, there are people that are raised in great homes well, that about, still end up doing it. It's, about, it's the absence of love. Yeah. And proper guidance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the absence of love where... Um, it's just it's just if you've grown up in a household and there's no love in there Mm. I don't mean just love for the people who love you Mm. because it's easy to love people who love you Mm. but to also have that guidance from parents right so if you went home and you said you know what I was Mm. at school today and this person bullied me. And mm. when I've said something to them, everyone laughed at me and they made me feel humiliated, blah, mm. blah, blah. One, first you need the parents to be able to vocalise that stuff too. Mm-hmm. And two, you also need the parent or that parental guidance to say, look, just because someone could do this to you, it doesn't mean you're less of a person. Mm. To me, In my household, it was. If someone hit you and you didn't respond... It was because you was a mug. 
You need to rectify that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And it was that, um, I think that kind of, especially from my dad, that kind of, he grew up in an age where people respected people who, who could beat people up. Mm. Well, it's still to this extent. Yeah, especially you, you, like, yeah, look at boxing, yeah. Mm. People would hold up Nigel Ben mm. or they'd hold up yeah. Mike Tyson. I mean, even like, street crime, you ex- yeah. you respect those who are capable yeah, yeah, of yeah. like the most extreme and horrific yeah. violence. Yeah, but w- w- when you com- when you took revenge and almost killed this individual yeah. that attacked you, did they get charged or done for what they did no. to you? No, because I kept my mouth shut. Yeah, they could only okay, got so charged for attacking head. me yeah. if if I accused them. Yeah, and I didn't. But did they accuse you, or was it a case that what you done was so horrific that it just no, ended no, no, up no, in no, the, no, no. What happened is one one of the one of the uh, uh, one of the prisoners um, that I actually met in another youth custody center, and that's when I tried to kill them. Mm in another youth custody centre mm. and they were on their own. Mm. I mean, T-manded, they could, they could, they, I couldn't do nothing. Yeah. T-manded, you just got to wrap yourself up. Mm. But you know, in prison, like, when you get like, prison officers as well, it would say like, um, what happened to you? And you'll go, oh, well, someone fucking got me, didn't they? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Someone got someone got me from behind. I, I didn't see him coming, and they done me. And the prison officers were like, "Look, if you want to do something, we will turn a blind eye." Mm. Do you know what I mean? Even the prison officers, like you're in, ahead, yeah. even in jail, they mm. they will promote violence. They say, "Look, if mm. you go in there and stab him, we never saw nothing." Mm. Unless he goes and too I, extreme, where, yeah, yeah, where yeah, you yeah. almost killed him, and then yeah. you end up with another thirty I'm like, years. I'm like, so if I stab someone, you won't do nothing about it, and they're like, "No, because they fucking deserve it. Fuck them." Mm. And this is what the system is that, that, that you're in. Then they start teaching about rehabilitation. In one breath, they're saying about, well, um, we need you to do offending behaviour work mm. so you can address the reasons why you're in prison. Mm. You can address some of the issues you've got within your, uh, your upbringing mm. and we can help you like kind of like make sense of all that shit. And in the other hand, they're going to, telling you to go and stab people. Yeah, up. to mm. make you a better human being, make mm. you kinder and... Mm. And then next, yeah, but but if you want to go and stab someone in the shower later, mm. we never saw nothing. Mm. I'm like, what fucking yeah. mixed messages are yeah. you giving to me yeah. and you're giving to everybody else? Mm. But that, that's the thing, because the, the laws and the rules of prison and the laws of the prison within, and the laws of, and rules within the crime syndicates themselves and cri- yeah, yeah, yeah. the criminal world, yeah. they, they're very much intertwined. And the issue is now, when you, have, when you have screws or prison guards working within the prison system, they become a part of this system. Mm. So they're not external. So it's, it's almost to me from having various conversations mm. that they don't see as they're here to oversee and manage what's happening. Yeah. They become a part of yeah. a system, yeah. which is in essence corrupt because it is a criminal system. A lot of prison officers I know, right? And and I'm not I'm not just going to demonise everybody because mm. that, would, that would make me look... I'd, yeah, I'm sure I'd you look, come across I'd, some good ones. I'd yeah. look an idiot. Do you mm. know what I mean? If I said that everyone was just bad. Mm. But the prison system, it is... Rotten, mm. rotten from the top to the bottom of it. Mm. Now you have some amazing people, whether it's teachers or mm. I mean medical staff, some amazing people in the prison system. Mm. There are lots of people who care, mm. but the whole system as a as an organisation mm. is just rotten. Yeah, it's rotten. There's there's not one good thing about you could anyone can say about the prison mm. system. The only thing even the police could say about it is that all the time people are in prison, 
they're not out there hurting people. Mm. But they just started hurting people within the confines yeah. spaces of a prison, Oh, they can hurt each other yeah. within the prison system. If they find people within the prison system that they're able to bully, mm. oh, they can do all that. They can do anything they want in the prison system. Just keep it away from the public. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They say, well, are they... Well, you, you've had it before in, like, knife crimes and, and, and uh, gun crime that you've had. And mm. people say, yeah, it's only, like, it's only these people killing each other. Mm. Fuck them. It's only young black kids stabbing each other. Yeah, I mean, it's only yeah. young black kids or young mm. white kids. You know what mm. I mean? Because there mm. is still more white people than black people in the prison yeah, system yeah. as a whole. Mm. Um, and I think the demographics, uh, uh, where you get the majority of, like, black prisoners, mm. it's normally around the inner cities. Mm. I mean, because probably where the where the parents chose to, to live in that area mm. to get work, mm. I suppose. But, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter whether you're um, whether you're black, white, rich or poor, mm. including rich or poor. When you're in the system, you're all fucked. Yeah, I mean, mm. not a lot of people in prison that I know. I mean, you care about people who are in your immediate circle, mm. but outside of that, I don't think a lot of people in the system just see. I don't think a lot of people in the system see like on the whole, see colour or religion mm. or gender. Once you're in the system, sexuality. you're, 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 you're deemed trash. System, you're fucked. Yeah. But it, it must have been extra difficult for you because during those day, during those years, I mean, well, during the 80s and 90s, you're now a trans in a male prison. Like, yeah. what, what's that life like? And when, when did you first, um, when, when did you first feel like a woman trapped in a man's body, if I can ask you that question. I feel like that all, all my life. Oh, pretty much all your life, yeah. And, and the thing is, I try to, um, I try to share a narrative, tell mm. people understand it, really, mm-hmm. right? Is that, I've always, I'd, I never felt like a man, although I don't know what being a, a man, man feels, feels like, like yeah. right? I've got an idea of what I'm expected to look a certain way. Mm. Um, I'm expected to dress a certain way. Mm. Um, I'm, a, I'm expected to have certain expectations from life, you know, mm. get, you know, go to, uh, go to school, get an education, mm. uh, go to college or go to uni, get a trade mm. or, and, or to, or to get myself get myself a job, get a mortgage and everything. So stuff that normal people do. Mm. But the thing is, everything in my life was coloured by the fact that I didn't have this, uh, that kind of toxic masculine drive that my dad had. My dad always wanted uh, the, um, the kids who were, who were like um, assigned male at birth, mm. right? So if I was, if I was born a boy... Uh, he wanted me to be like a man. He wanted me to be aggressive. A he wanted me man, to yeah. be, yeah, a man's man to go out and to be able to like, you know. Fix cars, build houses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, fix cars and do welding. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it was just never going to work. At that early stage, did you figure out that there was something slightly different about you in regards to like your No, because I didn't really know, that I didn't really have... Okay, I didn't not really that early, have, yeah. yeah, I didn't, I didn't mm. really have that language. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, and people mm. didn't, if you, if, if you were on, I mean, then in, um, in the 70s, uh, it, I don't know, this is... An, uh, 
I guess abuse, it would be near enough abuse was acceptable. Uh, I guess it would be near it enough was. impossible to come out as a yeah. Chance, whether it? it was physical abuse, whether it was sexual abuse, it mm. was it was acceptable. It was. Mm. Do I mean it was acceptable in even today in certain um, I don't know in certain families where mm. abuse is seen as normal. Mm. Do you mean the whole idea of going up and grabbing some young woman's backside on a tube Mm. was normal? Did you know that? That was normal. Mm. Do you mean that a man could come home and and ask his wife for sex and when denied it, he could just like take it Mm. and there was nothing that the woman could do? Do you mean a time that that people could rape their wives and or or batter their wives or children and the Mm. police didn't even get involved? I mean, now, I mean, people could get them to the police straight away. Do you know what I mean? But then? There's nowhere to turn. There was just, there was just nowhere to go. If you reported, if you reported like abuse to the police, they would just Mm. send you straight back home anyway. Mm. They just didn't get involved or it's domestics. And the thing is, a lot of that stuff, I mean, I'm guessing it's still happening. Yeah, of course. People yeah. are still abusing. Mm. Abusers have always been abusers. Whether they, it was in the nineteen seventies, like is they're still doing it. They're just using different methods. Yeah. So I mean, um, so what was that like in the prison then? Like, oh my, you being trans in prison. Well, people just want to hurt you all the time. Yeah. They don't just want to hurt you because they hate you, mm. but it's also want to hurt you so they can show off to their friends. Mm. So if you're in a youth custody centre mm. and you've got some big girl's blouse like me. Mm. walking down the landing wearing a dress mm. uh, well, you, gonna... wore, you wore a dress uh, through the prison well no I mean quite a seduce I mean mm. um, up until 2011 you mm. couldn't um, the prison didn't have any transgender prisons in the system mm. officially mm. until 2011 mm. then they had to acknowledge that was transgender um, people in the system yeah, but then the same people that wanted to abuse you also wanted to sleep with you. Yeah, one minute they want to kill you, next minute, well, well, first of all, like what you would get is you'll get prisoners will come on to you, and then when you knock them back, they want to stab you. Yeah, because not only is there no women around from to to have sex with, mm. like, but all the gay people have knocked them back, and even the trannies are knocking them back. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you're like. I mean, if I'm, I'm like, well, mm. come to myself, bring an eight, bring an eight for weed, but yeah. make sure you've had a shower first. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you know, yeah. there's a lot of people in there. I've never seen the fucking if half the people yeah. that I know in jail, right? Yeah. You would have to get, you have to get a sat nav, mm. right, and like surgically like pin it to their head mm. so they could find their way to a shower because because wow. you, know, you know what young boys are like, how nasty yeah. they can be when they won't yeah. shower or brush their teeth. Mm. When you when you got prisoners who ain't got nowhere to go, mm. I know prisoners who've done like four years and never been in a shower. Seriously, I mean, I know prisoners who've done thirty years and never brushed their teeth once. Wow, prison, you know, it's it's, it's the prison is full of the mad, mm. the bad, mm. and the fucking dangerous. Yeah, and but most of all, prisons full of the unfortunate. Yeah. There's a lot of people in prison who don't have enough brains, like, to sweep a floor. That some people just haven't got it. Mm. It's that thing that you need to get on in your in life, whether it's motivation, determination, 
A lot of people ain't got that. But that can easily be knocked out of you when you've been, you've gone to the courts and heard, okay, boom, 30 years, 40 mm. years, 25 years. No, but don't get knocked out of you. Some people never had it. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. Some people, some, believe it or not, mm. but some people like are not born either smart or clever. Oh yeah, I mean, I've, I've come across plenty. So it, it's, sometimes they? it's like that. So then to be then, like subjected to the prison system is then 10 times worse. Yeah. But you had an extreme... Prison st- will make you mad. Yeah, of course. Prison uh. will make you ill. Prison will take something from you. Mm. No matter how much you might go in there mm. and go like... Mm. Yes, you, you might say, yeah... You're hard, you can handle this. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, like you can, you can take it, but it will always take something from you. It'll take a little bit of your soul from you. Mm. It will take a little bit of your kindness from you. Mm. If you've got a good heart... It will take a bit of that away from you. Mm. So I mean, and it, and if you're not careful, mm. it will fill you with hate, mm. and it will destroy you. It will destroy your family. The way you interact with your family on a visit or on the phone. Mm. Prison's just prison is just of no. It's got no use. Mm. But the thing is. I think as people, we just like hurting people. Yeah. I think we like... I think it. the assumption that humans are born non-violent is one of the weirdest things because it's not. We're, we're born... We're born. I think most of us are born with violent tendencies because I, I, I think it's a part of our survival instinct, but then we're socialised to then su- subdue that. Do you know what I mean? And control it to an extent. I know this wonderful woman. Mm. This beautiful woman. She's got a beautiful daughter, beautiful mum, right? Let's run a corner. Well, she doesn't. Her mum is right in a corner. Mm. An activist. Stop HS2, Extinction Rebellion stuff, right? And we did a workshop, a fence workshop. So it's like female, intersex, non-binary and trans people mm. within this, like, this kind of Extinction Rebellion, Stop HS2 movement. So we did this, like these workshops together. And this wonderful, beautiful woman called uh, Mango. Mm. She led one of the workshops. And she said, like, yeah, if she, she works on the basis that everyone is born good. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The opposite from, mm. like, kind of the opposite from me. Mm. People, are, to me, people are born as a blank slate. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You're just a blank slate. But... You also got to look at like your genetics. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Uh, not just your environmental stuff, but yeah. your genetics. It's a lot of things they affect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And genetics do play a lot. I've seen a lot of people in prison who are mentally ill, mm. seriously mentally ill, but it running their families. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And if you're if if you're seriously if you're seriously ill, but the hospitals are sick and tired of you. There's no spaces in hospital wards, so you end up dumped in the prison system. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And, but if there's, if you've got a mental illness problem, you go to prison for sakes of it, imagine you get a life sentence, mm. but you're, people, everyone knows that you're mentally ill, but by saying that you're mentally ill, that's like giving you a buy. Mm. That's like letting you off. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, like, the system ain't going to let... Even though it knows you're mentally ill, it's going to treat yeah, you like there's nothing wrong with you yeah. and give you a big old 30-year sentence mm. and let you rot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
it's 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 such a it's just such a shame yeah. I mean like I say the amount of suicide the suicide rate self-harming rates within the prison system it must be sky high it's a skyrocketed mm. skyrocketed up yeah but um yeah and the self-harm as well because um you you have a really um interesting well I wouldn't say interesting it's a very painful experience in regards to you trying to get hormone treatment pills mm. um, or medication which you weren't able to get can you tell me a bit about that which led to you um, well I see it's either it's, it's binary right mm. I'm either transgender mm. or I'm mentally ill mm-hmm. or maybe a bit of each right? <laughs> but the well, thing is sure. <laughs> yeah yeah Look, all, uh, I, all I wanted mm-hmm. right all I wanted I just this gender dysphoria where you feel that your mind doesn't match your body. Yeah. So you feel like you're either a man trapped in a woman's body or a woman trapped in a man's body or whatever, right? Sexuality, this, this is my view. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not trying to force my view on no one else. Mm-hmm. Is that sexuality and gender is fluid. That's what I believe, mm-hmm. right? Now, I don't expect no one else to believe me. Yeah. And if you don't believe me, Fuck you, mate. My view is my view. Because <clears throat> mm. I've seen people in, I've seen lots of people in under circum, certain circumstances, mm. right? I mean, when they're open, when they're not surrounded by people who think one certain way. When you get people on their own, and you say to them, you know, wait, sometimes you might feel like, sometimes you might want to watch boxing mm. on the TV. Other times you might just want to watch a wildlife program. Mm. So I mean, it's there's no one. There's yeah, no, I do both. both there's no MMA one, and there's no one thing. Yeah, mm. and like and like some ways, like I can look at um, I can I can look at a a, a beautiful mm. man or a beautiful woman. Do you mean and say look, they are really gorgeous and not feel no way about it. Mm. Not have people around me going like. Uh, as I got called in prison, like, um, yeah, you're fucking batty boy. I mm. said, no, batty girl would do me. <laughs> right? But I say, to me, that I know, I know, I know lots of people who claim to be cis, cis male mm. who would have, be having sex with other prisoners. Mm. I mean, other male prisoners. And likewise, I know lots of women who've been in jail who've, 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 who've had a fez. It's, I think we get our knickers in a twist over, like, Sexuality and gender is not the same. Do mm. I mean that just because uh, just because you have sex with a man doesn't make you gay? It just means you had sex. So, so what, what would you define as gay in 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 this in this? I think term? I think gay is when you feel when you're in love with when when no it's when you feel right. gay, right? Mm. So I'm not saying that 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 anyone in particular will mm. feel. Gay. Let me do the fingers again. Mm. It's like doing it right, but sex is is that. I hate to cheapen it, mm. but sex is only sex. That's all it is. Mm. I mean, this it is just sex. You have a mm. need. I mean, you're trying to find someone unless you're on your own. You're trying to you're trying to find someone who is the same level of need as you mm. and that you've, you can, you're compatible mm. and you think, well, let's build a home. Let's build a family. Mm. And 
That's what I mean. But, but then to me, the but, term the term gay. But is, sex is, isn't about a relationship. It's part of it. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. I understand that. But yeah. I know couples who don't who haven't had sex for fifteen years. Yeah, of course. Fucking, I know couples who haven't had sex for like thirty years, mm. and they're still together. Mm. And they're saying because that's just the sex part of it, but they love each other. Yeah, of course. Love transcends the sex, yeah, and love transcends the gender. Mm. Do I mean? You love who you you. You, you, you love who you love and and if you're a grown up and if you're well adjusted mm. you, you're not going to feel no way about that you're not going to have like society or religion or whatever um, in the back of your head so every time you think you think I really like this person but mm. I can't I can't act on it mm. because my community will turn on me. Yeah, but but there's difference between there's difference out. between wanting to be with someone of um, <coughs> and similar sex it, yeah. and actually doing it, and also there's there's that. So to me, the, the the term gay is when you when you interact sexually with someone of the same sex. Yeah. So that's just a term. It doesn't necessarily. It doesn't even mean you're gay. It just mean yeah. might just mean you're just like curious. I mean, I'm just I'm just hoping I I, I like. I like having sex with men. I like having sex with women. Mm. If I was going to be in a uh, long-term relationship, mm. I mean, I couldn't even decide mm. whether I would rather <laughs> men be or women. With, with men or women. Because yeah. some men, so, 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 I mean, most people are absolutely fantastic. Mm. I mean, yeah. And, I, and, I've, and I've started to realise that as well. It's only, it's only a minority yeah. who are a bunch of dickheads. Yeah, yeah. It's only a minority. But then sometimes we let that minority control how the majority yeah, of us feel because most people that I come across are great regardless of yeah. what their background yeah. is and what, what who they are people as People are like yeah. amazing. But, Even the ones who are fucked up. Yeah. We're still amazing. What was the um, issue with you getting the hormone um, treatment pills? Why did it, Why did they not particularly want to get that I was that told to because I was a serving prisoner. All I wanted, like identifying as transgender, mm. 2011, we were able to like all identify openly as trans in the prison system. Mm. But I needed estrogen. I needed mm. female hormones. Mm. The male hormones within your body has an effect, mm. whether it's a receding hairline or mm. or, or facial hair. Mm. Uh, in a level, we get it because uh, I mean, I was in Downview female mm. prison for a day, and they said the biggest problem they have is making sure women get their razor blades on time. Oh so, yeah, I, mean, I can imagine. That. I yeah. didn't realize. Yeah, and and yeah. even even me being trans, I I wasn't even um, no no woman that I mm. knew actually let me enough into their world to say like, look, shaving. They spent as much mm. effort like shaving as as like genetic men do. To mm. me, like for mm. for women with facial hair, yeah. if you if they didn't shave, fucking mm. hell, <laughs> I can imagine. To me, yeah. but the thing is. It doesn't make him any less female. Mm, of course. And the fact that I was growing facial hair, it, did, it didn't make me any more male. Mm. I mean, um, and like I say, mm. I'm either a female trapped in a male body, mm. or I'm mentally ill. Mm. But the thing is, I don't care either way. But you took that you took that into your own hands when they weren't yeah. giving you the estrogen. Well, they yeah. said they wouldn't give me estrogen. Yeah, you tried to get it out of me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 it's yeah. okay. Yeah. I don't feel no way about that. Yeah. Uh, the fact is, the gender clinic said to me, mm. they will not put me on female hormones mm. until such times as I was released from prison. Mm. 
but no one was talking parole or nothing else. So I removed my own testicles mm. in so my doing. prison cell yeah. with a prison razor blade. Mm. And yes, it did hurt. I can imagine. There you go. And, and you weren't under no, you weren't under no um, drugs or alcohol when you done this. In terms of like no, pain, no, 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 in terms I'd, of subduing I'd, I'd, pain. No, I'd taken some. Um, I'd taken some pregabalin. Uh, like what was the effect? Uh, like a painkiller. A painkiller, yeah. Um, and of, obviously, I mean, if you remove your testicles, it doesn't matter how much you do it. It's mm. still gonna feel like mm. um, a, a horse, a race horse, has just kicked you in the genitalia. It's still gonna hurt. But my gender dysphoria was hurting my mind. Mm. So, I mean, more than the pain of me removing. Of removing yeah. my balls, removing my testicles. Do you think prior to you doing that, had they given you the um, estrogen and stuff, you wouldn't have taken wouldn't such have dr- no. drastic measures? No. Yeah. yeah. And they offered you that straight away after you had um, taken that Well, yeah, they didn't really have much of a choice because what happens is, like, uh, one, my body wasn't producing any testosterone. Mm. Um, my body doesn't produce testosterone anymore. Mm. Um But the thing is, if your body doesn't produce any hormones, mm. um, whether it's like the estrogen or, or whatever the mix is, your bones rot. Mm. Your bones just rot. The density of them, just, they just fall to, your bones just literally fall to pieces. Mm. So, I mean, they become all brittle. So your, your body just falls to bits. Your yeah. body needs hormones yeah. um, to function. So they give me, they give me them but pretty much mm. within like three months of removing my testicles, I was on yeah. female hormones. Oh, wow. That's... <laughs> I, I, and like I, I say, it did hurt. I, can, I know. I, you, I, have, I, you have my full permission to cross your legs. <laughs> you know, I felt right the pain. You can, you can feel me feeling the pain as you were saying it, yeah. but can yeah. I just, I, I just want to go to the toilet. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, of course you can. You met some interesting people in jail because yeah. I know you met um, Mr. Branson himself. Charlie Brunson. Yeah. 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 I, had his, I had his suit here, you know. Oh, serious? I had the suit here, you know, the yellow and green suit. It was his Well, his actual suit. suit. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take a picture of it afterwards. Have you yeah, got you got a suit here. They, oh, the, you don't police, have it? the police stole it from me. Oh, the no. The police way. took it off me in Houston Square. And he gave it to you? No, 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 no. No, I had it in the, in, in the jail. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. Why did they take it from you? Uh, they, they, Did they know that was his suit? No, I smuggled it out of the prison. Oh, okay. Right? When I got released, I put it in my bag. Well, I didn't smuggle it because they, they, yeah, they made me wear it years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, the only two people at that time who were wearing mm. it was me and Bronson because we were the only one on the e, on E-Man suit. Yeah. We call it E-Man suit. Uh, so, like, the next week when they went to washing, mm. they were, there was only one suit, one mm. size. So next one week he'd be wearing it. Next week mm. I'd be wearing it. But we'd always, you'd always have one, and mm. you'd have they'd have one in the office. How, how was change. he like as a person? Damaged. Yeah. I mean, damaged by the just damaged by damaged by the system. Yeah, his story is so intriguing because. People that are locked in forever, mostly it comes with like the loss of life, like murder, murdered loads he of people. He won't be in, Charlie Bronson yeah. will not be in prison forever. But it, it seems like he's been in forever, but it doesn't seem, it, to me, I don't see the end of it. It's almost like they're forever keeping him there. What, what, what was he like is, as a person I think directly to you? Charlie is as fucked up, mm. as complicated and as complex as any other prisoner. Mm. In in the system, um, 
I think he, I'm not going to say he can easily get out of prison, mm. but he can. Get do you think at this stage he's choosing to be there? Like it's, it's become part of him. Or no, do you I, th- think- I think I think I think Bronson, mm. right? The thing, the thing is, there's a few people in the system, right? Mm. Who are like infamous, mm. and that infamy will keep them in jail. Yeah, yeah. The publicity, yeah. like I say, them the reputation fucking, precedes them. Mm. Yeah, them fucking cray twin wankers. They were the same. Do you mm. know what I mean? In prison, they were just midgets. They were little. They were mm. little. They were small. Mm. They were small, angry men who just used to bully people. Mm. That's all they were. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Do you know what I mean? None of them on on their own. Yeah. The fact the fact is they can get people, the craze and Bronson and that, they could get people to do stuff for them. Mm. They have influence. Mm. But you know, on their own, Ronnie or Reggie Cray couldn't do that to me, Mel. Just mm. fucking destroy them. Mm. They were just they were just little. But Bronson is different. He's, he's yeah, a... Bronson's a ch- he's a chunk. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's, he's a he's a chunky guy. But you know, I've I've been as was I was in Winston Green. Uh, prison, Birmingham prison with mm. him. Um, Franklin, maximum security prison. Mm. Uh, I was next door to him, and so next door to him then, the said unit. Um, I don't know, I feel honest with him up in full Sutter. Is he the most respected prisoner you've ever been in prison no. with? Oh, he's not? No. Okay. Who, who would you say is the most respected? A lot of, it's not about, I, 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 don't, I don't think respect's, the right word. I think mm-hmm. people look at Bronson mm. and and think, well, he's made some really bad choices. Mm. It's it's made really bad choices, and some of the um, his uh, the publicity. Yeah, yeah. That all gets, the movies and documentaries made about him is is created a. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's gonna. I I suspect has has. It's Charlie, because it's not stupid. You know what I mean? He's written books and everything. I mean, is 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 he seeing the the money from all of the uh, publication and everything about him? Pardon? Is he seeing any of the funds from it, from all of the movies and books and everything? Any written of about the money? Any of the money? Well, t- well, technically, hmm. you're not allowed to make money from your crimes. Oh, okay. But but I don't think the books are necessarily about the crimes, or if, or if hmm. other people have written the book. Hmm. Well, one, there's no money in it for Charlie. Mm. I mean, if other people are, are, are making money off his back, mm. which I suspect, uh, I suspect there is, because people are just after making that, getting that green. Mm. And if it well, what can what can sell? What's clickbait? Mm. Bronson's name is clickbait. Mm. Jermaine, um, and and a lot of other people. But I don't think people look at Bronson and admire him. People from outside the system, right? Mm. Because there's definitely no way he's definitely not Britain's most dangerous prisoner. Yeah. He's definitely not um he's definitely not the most respected prisoner yeah. in But he's jail. kind of put as the poster boy for like the most dangerous prisoner. Do you know what I mean? Because of people the way who the don't media... know what dangerous is. Mm. People who don't know what dangerous is for. And I'm not taking it away from anybody. Yeah, of course. If anything, this should set Bronson in good stead. Mm. For me to say that, mm. you know what? I don't see Bronson as being dangerous. Mm. I don't. The people who know him, that I know who know him. Mm. So, I mean, they either, but Bronson is kind of like Marmite. Mm. I mean, you either love him or what you know about, or what people think they know about him. Mm. You either love him or you hate him. Yeah. 
Do you mean? There are there are uh, there are things about Bronson that some of the people I know really hate. Mm. Uh, the fact of like uh, they say that most of the work, the artwork that he produces, some of it has a homophobic mm. slant of, on it. Whether Charlie Bronson is 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 a homophobe is mm. not a question, but it's not it's not a question I can give an answer to. I don't mm. know what's in Charlie's head. Mm. But he was great with you, though, wasn't he? Yeah, like you I've, had never, I've, 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 I've never, I've I've no, I've no. It was we didn't know each other that well. Mm. We just knew we 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 knew of each other. We knew of each other to talk to, mm. to pass the newspaper, to get Rizla, mm. um, to say like Charlie, how you fucking doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because most of the time he'd be doing his workouts in his in his mm. uh, cell. But like I say, but res- did you say respected? Yeah, or like in prepared? terms of by like other prisoners, how how were they kind of towards Pri- him? The reason why I'm asking because I'm intrigued because obviously I only know from what the publications print about him, so I want to know. But they say that about in- the Cray twins. Yeah, they'll say that, and and this is something that. I'd like to talk about. I mean, if you don't mind. I mean, yeah, no, this, definitely. This is your platform. Yeah, yeah I don't mind at but all. But the fact that you get prisoners and they put certain other prisoners mm. on this kind of pedestal, and mm. they have no knowledge of the people's background, they know have no knowledge of their criminal behaviour. Mm. All they know is the little bit. When if you're a kid and you're in your cell with Felton, mm. right, and then. Uh, you you might watch a, you you might see the news, mm. and some uh, some woman might have been run over by a drunken driver, mm. and you can sit there and you can say, you know what that fucking woman's family, what they must be going through, mm. blah blah blah. What do you mean? And you hear one prison say prisoner say that, but then you'll hear and you'll see another case where um, some someone is. Uh, done an armed robbery and shot someone mm. and that same prisoner who will be going oh that poor woman they mm. be going yeah they fucking get away say look bro fucking mm. murder, you know yeah they? yeah when you're role models the balance of morale is yeah. very weird yeah. when you're mo- when you're role models right if you sit in your house or sit in your prison cell right and you think now who do I admire if you sit in your room or your cell and you say oh the people that I admire are drug dealers on robbers, murderers. If they're your role models, mate, you ain't going nowhere. Mm. You're not. So, I mean, if you, if, if someone said to you, oh, if you could be anyone else apart from you, mm. who would you like to be? Do you know what I mean? If you're saying, like, fucking Reggie Cray, mm. right? Or if you're saying Charlie Bronson, or oh, which was Charlie Bronson, rather than saying you'd want to be the Dalai Lama, <laughs> mm. do you know what I mean? There's, there's, there's definitely something wrong with your wiring. Yeah. And you do get a lot of kids growing up having these role models who are not the ideals because they, they idolise like those who've taken extreme risk or done ridiculous things in life. And it's like, they become the... Well, it's not logical. It's like everyone's got a Scarface. Like growing up, most kids oh, have a Scarface yeah. poster in their room yeah, because yeah. it's that rags Being to... my little riches. friend. Yeah. yeah. So but you know what? They're, but this it is true though. If you I mean if if you go up and your um the, the, what's, it, what's it people say? Is it the is it the two pack thing? Is it is it uh, get rich or die trying? Oh that's fifty cents, yeah. Is that fifty pence? Fifty cents. Fifty pence. <laughs> 
50 pence from Camberwell. <laughs> 50 pence from Camberwell. I don't know. I remember this kid from when I was in prison. Like, everybody does at mine. It used to be two, was it two boys that one a penny and half a penny. Oh, that what they were called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, yeah. Like, yeah, from like, they, were really, they were really famous in the system. Oh, is it? System. Okay. Yeah, they're probably little villains, right? Yeah. Yeah, one a penny and half a penny. If it out, I remember you. Yeah. From youth custody. Well, what was, it, what was it about them? No, they were just like, they were just people that there's like, Always in the brothers No, I don't think so. There's mm. just like always like game and that. Mm. I mean. But you'd meet these faces, these characters. I still remember from Jao. Mm. They had this young black kid, right? Mm. And he couldn't be, he couldn't come up to here. Mm. But like, I'd give him a nickname, Juggernaut. Because mm. Juggernaut means something big, innit? Yeah. It was just like a sense of irony because he was like so infamous? small. Mm. Yeah, but what he was infamous for was... Um, he chucked acid in Anne Diamond's face. Oh, wow. The newsreader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anne Diamond. Yeah. I think he chucked acid in her face and stole her handbag. Damn. I mean, but, um, yeah, our first member was at Ashford. You've yeah. constantly sent that. Yeah, yeah me. But, but you, you've really taken sort of like, it seems like you've really taken charge of your life now and you're doing stuff that you're passionate about in terms of like your art, which is all over your place. And well, my life's, a, my life's a mixture. Yeah. What's it been like? How many how, how many years a month? How many months now you been out? You I've been out about that? fifteen months. About fifteen months, so a yeah. year and a bit. Like, wh- yeah. wh- what's that journey been like for you now? Since I've been out, I've fallen in love a lot. Yeah, fallen out, love a lot. <laughs> I've good... fallen in love with people who didn't love me back. Yeah, and um, that was that was that was like really difficult. Mm. How's the uh, transition into like the system though? Yeah. What out? What coming out of yeah. prison? I tell you what, I found really hard was paperwork. Mm. Like universal credit stuff. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, get really getting your get really getting them basics. Yeah. But, but I also noticed in prison, right? Mm. It's like if you said to someone, "How do you do this?" and "How do you do that?" They wouldn't mm. know either. Mm. I mean, if I said, like, how do I do my benefits? I think it used to be called a B1 form before. But then you've got all these benefits and all you got stuff for housing. And, mm. and I've come out of jail. My brain wasn't prepared for that. Yeah. But that's because there's, there's no, like, there's no proper reform or no proper training in regards to, like, your release. They, Unless couldn't, you... they couldn't have trained you. They yeah. couldn't have, because it's, too, it's <laughs> too much, right? You need, like, this, I would call it, a, like, MAPA, mm. multi-access public protection thing mm. right so so if you get out if you get released from prison after doing a life sentence I mean when do you release somebody mm. when is someone safe no one knows I mean you can't prove that you're safe mm. just as much as you can't prove that you're dangerous mm. so I mean only by an act but if you haven't committed an act if you haven't done an act who knows they don't know they don't even know what you tell them mm. I mean now I know a lot of, I know some evil people and I'm saying that on purpose, proper evil people who've done like a life sentence, got out and murdered again. Yeah. Do you know I mean? And done it. And I know of over, I, I know of over 60 cases. Wow. Do you know I mean? And I, uh, I had some, I had a little bit of correspondence with uh, Anne Whittacombe mm. ab- uh, about that. Do you know I mean? About some people who ain't dangerous can't get out because they don't have the words. Yeah. But those are dangerous and... The ones who are dangerous have the, who have got the words. Yeah, have high levels of IQ, yeah. So how do you yeah. think it's best for us to like reform prison? Because I know you're, you're an abolitionist, which is get rid of it all, but yeah. I, I want to understand the management of that and the transition. Is, is there a transition? How do we transition into a better or a non-existent prison um, um, system in your eyes? I think the word prison 
mm. needs to be removed mm. from all aspects of 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 our society mm. right so it seems that you have. It seems like we have a pop that the United Kingdom mm. have a population of almost seventy million. Mm. We'll say that, yeah. With these, with majority ninety nine point nine nine percent only kept in line mm. by the law, mm. by fear. Do you mean it's it's a fear based society? Mm. If 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 you uh, society doesn't trust you, the government doesn't mm. trust the people enough to make decisions so it makes decisions on your behalf not mine mm. right it makes decisions on our behalf mm. people have allowed the public have allowed this bunch of fucking 700 plus charlatans <laughs> do I mean to, dis- to decide the laws that everyone else is going to be forced to live by mm. do you mean this I mean can they still send you to prison for not having a TV license? Um, no, they can f- continuously bug you with letters. They can completely fine they you. They can fine you. you. Yeah. If you don't pay your fines, you get recalled. You yeah. go to jail. But we don't have TVs, though. No, no we don't have TVs, <laughs> but if we did... <laughs> yeah. Do you understand what yeah. I mean? When you're in a country that they can send like old people to jail for not paying a, not paying a fine... It's crazy. Right? Or you're sending people to prison... Because there's just nowhere else for them to go. Mm. There's no bell hostels. There's no women's refugees. Everything's mm. full up. Everything is chock-a-block. But imagine this though, right? It's bad enough. If you're being abused by your partner or by your parent or whatever, mm. there's nothing out there for you. There's nowhere for you to escape to. Mm. And that's going to be bad. I mean... When you was growing up, and that's, I mean, how many people in your school did you know used to get beats from their mum or dad? Yeah, like regular. Um, yeah, a couple. So, I mean, when you're when you're at home and you're every time you go home, you're afraid to even go in your house because mm. you know your dad or your mum, they might be they might be a drug addict or they might be really violent, and there's nowhere for you to escape to. You know what I mean, mm. you can't even run away because mm. there's nowhere to go. There's no one letting anybody in. I'll tell you what, there's going to be some bad stories, man. I'd like to know how many people have, like, been convicted of murder since this COVID thing. Yeah. Because I know I've, domestic abuse has shot through the roof. Yeah, domestic... Yeah. Um, I was looking at... Um, uh, I say my, my partner, mm. one of my partners... Um, she 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 works this organization called Workers Liberty, mm. uh, a left uh, left wing like mm. socialist like organization, and uh, we were looking at statistics for this piece she wanted to write for them, mm. and they were saying like yeah domestic abuse has like gone up and that but theft mm. and that and burglary have gone down, <laughs> but but by at least a quarter it, but during the uh, the first two months of uh, was it was it March and April of last year. Mm. Uh, Burglaries and theft went down by twenty five percent because everyone's at home. Yeah, because everyone's their at houses, home, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Uh, but the acts of like domestic violence and mm. then just shot up shot out, just shot out of the roof. Yeah. But imagine if you're at home and you're being like abused by your dad or 
Mm. Or mum or, or you know, like these family pedophile rings because mm. they're still around. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And just everyone's too caught up in what they're doing to like mm. to like look out yeah. for their next door neighbour. And then also the, the issue now is as well that all these abusers and all these like pedophile rings and stuff, these individuals are locked up with the people that they, 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 some of them might be locked up in the houses with the people that they might be potentially abusing and those people being abused don't have an outlet like school they don't have access to speak yeah. to other people and if they're not getting fed properly people. either yeah yeah i know kids right when i was when i was when i was when we travels who said to me like when they were growing up the only food they had was their school dinner mm. they didn't have the school dinner they didn't get fed they yeah. have to go shopping. Well, we had that recently with the marcus rashford yeah, story yeah, yeah. and him trying to feed people mm. and then having to do the job of the government and shame them into stepping up and doing something about it so yeah, yeah. marcus Rashford. He done a lot. The yeah. Prime Minister. <laughs> I don't know if he's ready for that, but he's done a lot. But um, yeah, like I'm, 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 I'm very in, much interested in the whole like reform process because I'm trying to still get my head around what we can do best. I don't have the answers, and I'm still trying to figure out because at the end of the day, there are people committing crimes that need to potentially be kept away, which they do because. Mm-hmm. There are people that are dangerous. We just have to accept that fact. But it's also things that it's also preventative things that we can do that I'm I'm also considering, like offering. But Francis, listen, mm-hmm. my friend, right? Mm-hmm. It's not brain surgery. Mm-hmm. Do you mean? On the whole, treat people like shit. They'll turn into bad people. They'll yeah. do bad shit. Mm-hmm. So it's this is grassroots. This is grassroots school stuff. Mm-hmm. This is stuff where uh, parents. Uh, especially fathers. I'm, I'm, mm. I'm, not, I'm not just digging out like men in particular because mm. I know many, many women who treat their kids like shit. Mm. But, you know, I know a lot of, uh, of women who bring up kids on their own and their father, as soon as, as soon as, I mean, it's pretty much as soon as they've come, they're mm. out the fucking door and the woman's on their own. Mm. I mean, um, the fact is, regardless of the circumstances, if you bring a child into this world, you're at least 50% responsible for that child. Yeah, of course, yeah. It's a two-part system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people, and I've heard people say, yeah, I didn't want a child and they tricked me or they put mm. a hole in the condom. I've heard all the stories. Mm. I mean, come, tell me, we're, we're, we're adults. We've heard all this. We've heard all this stuff, right? People do bad shit. But the thing is, if someone brings a kid into the world, you do need to have a responsible... Uh, uh, pair of uh, yeah, you of, need worth for our parents. Yeah, you need, you need, you need, you need, mm. you need. Yeah, I think, I think where society can help is that by like when we talk about society mm. in regards to like governments and stuff like that. And, I don't just mean that, I don't just mean a male parent. Yeah, no, but I'm talking in terms of how society can help the the foundations of a home is is by having systems whereby people can work, people can find purpose, and and make ends meet to feed their kids and mm. and to feel worthwhile within the system because when they don't. That's when these issues we get these issues of abuse and stuff like that. So there's loads of things going on: mental health, economics. Yeah, but if we're on a level, right? If 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 we're on, if we say right, that um, the, that the government, mm. right? The gov the government is always giving out messages mm. all the time, right? And it, I think, it needs to give a message out. Not just given out a message by what the government says, but also by what it does. Yeah, action speaks right? louder than words. Yeah, so you can say, well, if it's wrong for a young kid out on the, if, yeah. if it's if it's wrong for a kid in say, uh, I don't know, one of my favourite places like New Cross, mm. right, or 
or Mile End or somewhere, right? Side, yeah. Yeah, I like up that side because mm. I love the graffiti up there. Mm. That's what I mean. I love the graffiti and I love the Rivoli. Mm. But if you say to people, right, as a government, that revenge and this kind of like unbridled like violence and vengeance and that, you need the government to set up to be the role model. Mm. Not like... Britain every five minutes it wants to jump into a fucking conflict in someone else's country mm. do you know what I mean I'm going to fuck about with their politics I can't even sort out this country's politics mm. I'm going to fuck with other people's do you know what I mean or we want to go in and inv- we're going to invade somebody mm. on the pretense that we're going to defend one section of a population from another mm. do you know what I mean and like so it was like Saddam Hussein invading Kuwait. Mm-hmm. So we say we're gonna go and we're gonna go and defend Kuwait. Mm-hmm. But then we're gonna go into we're mm-hmm. gonna go into Iraq eventually for the second. And look Gulf for War. weapons of mass destruction, which yeah, on, yeah, never on, appeared. In you're the, on the basis of uh what was it Hans Blix or something, mm-hmm. right? We went over there, didn't find no weapons of mass yeah, destruction. That was a complete lie. Now I'm not now I'm not saying that there wasn't any. Because if you were Saddam Hussein and you're going to get invaded by the Brits and you, you find a way of hiding America, <laughs> you might as well just get rid of them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that they weren't there, but on the evidence, the yeah. evidence says that there wasn't nothing. Wasn't, yeah. but, but, you know what I mean? But the thing is, defending Kuwait, the Kuwaiti people from, from the Iraqis, mm. Noble or whatever. I'm not making no political mess, no political message about that. Mm. Right? They the Kuwaitis were invaded by the Iraqis. Mm. And on the pretense of caring, mm. do you know what I mean? Mm. They were able to say sell to the British government, we're gonna go over and help these people. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But even the most foolish person knows it. it's just about oil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Even oil. as a kid then when it was happening, yeah. I knew Even kids oil. know that. Yeah, that Even term. kids are like, look, our government... I knew there was some sort of benefit. Yeah, our um, government our government are just horrible, selfish, power-hungry... Mm. Cunts. Mm. That is what they. That so, is what they so, are. So you think the example should come from the government, yeah, above, and that will trickle down. Our government has not yeah. been. It's not known for being compassionate. For mm. being, I don't think most for, governments for being really kind. Are, yeah. No, no, but the thing is, you could say like, uh, what was it that the guy that is? I think his name was John Smith. I think it was, and he was the leader of the Labour Party till he died. Yeah, I don't remember. That Do you know what I mean? Probably my yeah, term. but he was, but he'd come across as being like really kind and mm. a, and a compassionate mm. like uh, agenda. Uh, some people say that about Jeremy Corbyn. He's so kind he won't even defend himself. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's it. Yeah. So people can throw when Jeremy mm. Corbyn uh, really looked like mm. he was going to take power. Mm. The yeah. Tories got the big guns out. Yeah. But the thing is, <laughs> kindness and compassion is, yes, yeah, is great attributes to have. But in the scope of like um, international representation, it's also very difficult because you're fighting against other people who might be extremely vicious and hard-handed. But it's so you're difficult. aligning yourself with. So I mean, I mean, at the time was was it? Yeah. So you had. Uh, I mean, in Russia, mm. like. 
the big players, mm-hmm. the big players in the game, are all fucking lunatics. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's Putin that mm. people, I don't know, I don't know about whether it was voted in because their system, voting system is mm. corrupt. But it seems that the more that toxic masculinity, you know, he's mm. he's got they got photographs of him like shooting with rifles yeah. and doing lots of stuff with the army, and bears and yeah. riding riding horses yeah. topless, and- yeah, fucking Putin shagging bears. <laughs> Don't even shake them, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I don't know. This certain demographic are electing people who mm. are fucking mental. Mm. But the thing is, you know, we, as people, mm. <coughs> we're brought up to respect the strong. Yeah, courage, you know I mean? courage is highly uh, revered. Like, do you know I mean, courage and strength. Um, yeah, but one person, one man's courage is another man's fucking. Could be another man's tyranny. Yeah, it could be another man's tyranny. Another well. tyranny or, yeah. or or stupidity. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said before. Prison was bad. Yeah. Being outside is it's just you've got to do the same thing you do in prison is try and navigate your way through mm. through through life. Mm. Do you know what I mean? All you all you can do is just try and make sure you've got a consistent income coming in, mm-hmm. uh, a guaranteed income, mm. and that you get get your rent that you get your bills paid. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I think most people that's just just, just all they want. But a lot of people ain't yeah. never gonna get that. Yeah. A lot of people are just I think it's I think that's what drives people mad. Just yeah. And that's the easy way of pushing people back into like crime. Yeah, fi- financial like insecurity. Yeah, financial insecurity, yeah. We gotta find a great balance to help and encourage everyone within a society to find that to an extent. Do you know what I mean? To stop pushing people into the fringes. But it's it's a conversation that's being had and it's something that I think more and more people are now starting to pay attention to. They're starting to pay attention to those who are struggling within the system or the structure that we have currently. Well, it's... The, what I think causes a lot of problems, mm. right, is it's just a lack of resources, right? A lack of, a lack of resources. Well, the resources are there, but it's being hoarded. <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> no, but there's... No, but the, People who the people who are hoarding are the people who've always hoarded. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You've got um I mean I'm not gonna talk about the billionaires. Mm. Do you know what I mean? We could talk about them all day long, but we know they're billionaires, they're still gonna make more billions. Mm. That's not nothing's gonna change there. Mm-mm. But the thing is, I think the the public, I think they mm. need to be willing to share a little bit more. I think they can. Mm. I think they have the ability I think they have the ability to, mm-hmm. but not sell our shit off. Can I tell you a secret? Mm-hmm. Within the NHS, right, I think one of the biggest issues at the moment that no one's talking about is the privatisation of laboratories. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you had a growth on you, mm-hmm. right, and you went to a hospital and it removed, that growth has to go somewhere to be tested. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? If you have, uh, um, I'm not talking like forensic, like the police sending your stuff off for looking for DNA, mm-hmm. but I'm talking just the laboratories that hospitals need, that they're, they're being privatised. Mm-hmm. Know that? No one wants it. Yeah, it's like, um, they're, 
all the works going from NHS into like private laboratories because mm. they're cheaper. But the thing is, they're making lots of mistakes, yeah, making okay, lots yeah. of wrong, lots of uh, lots of um, um, lots of lot of false positives or false negatives. Mm. So I mean, on many different things. But this isn't something that's being thought about. While the country's being locked down, our wildlife is still being ripped to pieces by mm. JCBs and diggers. Mm. While we're being locked down, the government are using this lockdown as excuses to go around and raid people. A lot of people are being raided. Do you know I mean, I know so was it someone just got a two hundred pound fine because they were driving somewhere to, to go, they were driving to a park yeah, to, to exercise. exercise. Yeah, I, I heard that. Yeah, I mean, who gives the police? Who gave the police? They're in the wrong district. Yeah, yeah who gave the police them rules? Mm. Who gave the police them powers? Well, that's pretty, um, field, isn't it? Do you so, mean? Pretty Patel, mm. that fucking scumbag, man. <laughs> how the fuck? How the fuck isn't... How the, how the, it's not just her. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's not just like the Pretty Patel and her hardcore right-wing agenda. Mm. It's not just her. It's like the cases of, like, fucking Keith Faz. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? A, a, a scandal which would have destroyed... Other, these scandals which we've had... Do you know what I mean? In the last fucking 30 years, mm. that 30 years ago, they would have had to leave power. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But now, was it Keith Faz? Was it, uh, was it, was it snorting cocaine with <laughs> two, like, Romanian sex workers? Yeah, with two male, like, Romanian sex workers? Do you know what I mean? Doing coke and everything else. Keith mm. Faz right in the middle of it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And he's on select committees and everything. Yeah. And then all he does, he goes, it's because I'm gay. Because he's gay, like everyone's like, just rid it off. He's fine, yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because he's gay and, and he'd, he'd hidden it a secret from everybody. Mm. Now, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I like to have sex with like, with like sex workers mm. and that and snort coke and everything else, but mm. it's because I'm gay, so mm. it's not. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I'm like, he's... Keith Faz is, is like Keith Faz, Pretty Patel, and that other fucking, is it Ian Duncan Smith? <laughs> Ian Duncan Smith. Right? Ian Duncan Smith, right? They should just call him Ian Teflon fucking Smith. Because nothing sticks to that murder. fucker. Mm. I mean, if they've got, if the government have got a situation that they need a full guy, mm. They'll put Ian Duncan Smith in there, right? Put him in charge. Everyone will slag him off and he mm. just goes straight off his back. Mm, just rising. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The government needs to set an example for people Most to, to follow. And and it's not. There's no evidence mm. that this government, like any other yeah. government, has cared about yeah. the poor, yeah. the vulnerable, the weak. And the people who need a bit of a little bit of help. Yeah. I mean, they haven't been away. a great, they haven't been a great example, and I think that plays uh-huh. a part in the way that people react to it. Because when the when the lockdown first happened, you had Jimmy, um, I'm saying Jeremy um, Cummings um, riding off sixty miles to drop off his kids and making excuses, and it, it almost seems as if there was one rule for them and another rule for us. And if or you do police. that, yeah, or the police, and if you do that, the public are going to react to it. They're going to react with with their own. I was dissent. doing graffiti in Luton, mm. allegedly. Mm. I was doing graffiti in Luton, mm. allegedly, right? With I was with two of my friends, 
right? Threat and Petter. Right? Threat and Petter, they're a couple of those two feet, right? So I moved them in Luton. And the police, none of the police had masks on. And the police came up to us outside Luton Town Hall. And my friend Petter, she dropped her line. She goes, is there anything I can do to help you? Cunt, Mr. Right? She put her, her, her thing out there, right? Mm. Anyway, the police, they're like, oh, uh, we don't, I was standing, I was standing on a plinth outside the town hall and I was mm. playing the violin. Mm. Just people was around because it's a bit of therapy for me as well, right? So I'm playing the violin. The police say like, if you play the violin, mm. you got to move around a bit. Then we mm. can justify it as exercise. Otherwise, we're going to arrest you. So you're like jogging around in circles. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I just had to move around a lot more playing, mm. the, vi- playing the violin. Right? Just to satisfy the peace. None of them had masks on. Mm. Right? Now, I had to go to Kingston Police Station. Oh, did you? For, yeah, yeah. They write you up the ticket, do you think? No, 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 no. No, I had to go for something else, right? Okay. For graffiti, right? Allegedly, mm. allegedly, although I went guilty, right? Mm. Allegedly, I graffitied something on Hackney Town Hall. Mm. Right? Allegedly. Anyways. They found out who I was, right? Mm. So there was a protest outside Hackney Town Hall mm. about that place, a sister space, mm. and Hackney Town Hall want to shut it down. Right? Or they, that Hackney Town Hall just don't care about people, mm. right? So, like, this is like a refuge and that, do you know what I mean? Mm. And Hackney Town Hall don't want to put money into it or whatever they want to do. Anyway, so I went up there out of solidarity, do you know what I mean? Mm. So I went up there, I played a few songs on my guitar, then allegedly I did some graffiti, mm. then allegedly 20-odd police officers mm. jumped on me, mm. then allegedly a load of Black Lives Matter protesters ripped the police off of me yeah. to allow me to get away, mm. allegedly, <laughs> yeah. right? And allegedly some of these Black Lives Matter protesters managed to get me away so the police could duff me up because they fucking hurt me. Yeah. I thought they were going to kill me. Wow. Yeah, yeah, just like stamping on my stamping on 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 my on on my neck. Mm. I've got um, I mean, I still got the photos mm. of somewhere. Do you know what I mean? It's on the, the police, their foot on the side. Of it. I've got twenty police officers trying to pin me yeah. to the ground. And, and allegedly, these posters just yeah, 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 them all yeah, off, they, yeah. I'm telling you what, if these Black Lives Matter processes didn't pull the police off me, mm. I'd be dead now. I couldn't breathe. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not saying like, is it the guy, is it like George, George Floyd, Floyd and yeah. that, like, do you know what I mean? Mm. But I'm laying there on the floor and I was in tears. I was crying. I was fucking, I was really scared. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I was really scared. Anyway, I managed to get away. Mm. Right? I, man- I managed to get away from there. Mm-hmm. And then they had all these, uh, all these, these Black Lives Matter activists and Sister Space activists. A lot of them were sick. They sat down in the mm. street, and one of the women said, "What we did was necessary to save that woman." Mm. Allegedly about me. Allegedly, no, but I didn't get away. <laughs> okay, so I mean, and I, and I mean yeah. I've already got fined. I got okay. fined. Okay. But anyway, when I got away, the police found me by CCTV cameras. Mm. They tracked you. Yeah. So if you think that the police can't track you, oh yeah, for a CCTV you. camera. Mm. You don't know shit. Because mm. I'm telling you, right, they followed me on a camera, right? Although they had my... Once they contacted me, they contacted mm. my probation officer. And they said, yeah, Sarah allegedly 
graffitied Hackney Town Hall. Mm. She had to go to Kingston Police Station. I have to give my DNA. Mm. I have to give my DNA and fingerprints. I went to Kingston Police Station to give my fingerprints and DNA. None of them had masks on. None of them. None of them had masks on. So example, example, certain example is key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're so, so, so the police in Luton, they didn't have masks on. Mm. The police in Kingston Police Station, no when I went in there, didn't have masks on. And then I had to go to, uh, I had to go to Thames Magistrates. Mm. I had to go to for doing a graffiti. And they give me, I think they were supposed to give me like a five hundred pound fine, but they put it down to two hundred and fifty pound, mm. and uh, not to like a conditional discharge for a year. Mm. It's just graffiti. I know it scares some people, but mine was political. Mm. Right? But you know, but I mean, all the police I was in contact, none of them, none yeah. of them had, none of them had masks. Oh, what kind cool. of example are they? They set, are they saying they say if you go on the train and you ain't got a mask on, you can be nicked? Mm. I see police all over the place with no with like no masks. I've seen them all over. Or, or they got this or this one, which they've been talking about today. I think mm. they was talking about it on the news. Where they're saying that instead of people with the mask, the mask like on here, mm. right? People have got the like the mask, they've got it here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because especially if you wear glasses, it steams your glasses mm -hmm. up. I mean, and so that just like people outing each other. Mm. The only people that I'm outing is the police. Mm. <laughs> you can't go around and say, yeah, we're into enforce the government policy. You're not following it yourself. But not only are they not following it, the fucking government's not following mm. either. Do you know what I mean? And like I say, is I'm not saying that no I'm not saying no one's following it. Mm. But I don't think the guidelines I don't think the guidelines from the government, they're not making no sense because they're saying like, yeah, you can go and play golf or you can play tennis, but you can't go, you can't go dancing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You can't go dancing. You, you can't, can't go for a walk in the yeah, yeah. nearby neighborhood. Yeah, you, can't, you, you can't do things that normal people want to do, but if you go, like... But you can exercise with yeah. another person. Yeah. But if you're a golfist, right? Mm. If you're a golfer, right? And you take your golf bat down to fucking, I don't know, at it in golf course or mm. something, right? Do you know what I mean? Oh, that's 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 all right if you're a golfist, mm. right? We a golf bat, right? Mm. Or or if you or if if you go and play if you go and play tennis, mm. do you know what I mean? But uh, but I don't know about the rules on swimming or fucking and playing there's no bridge. There's no swimming whatsoever. Or playing or playing or playing kaluki with your next door neighbour. <laughs> I, I don't know what the rules are. It's all these sports that no one really plays. No, yeah. not, well, not majority of people play. All I know, all I know is that this this government, no one respects this mm. government. Mm. No one respects it enough to follow any kind of COVID rules mm. because the government have got no bottle. They haven't. And I think they missed the trick too late. I think the isolation should have been at the beginning of it. Mm. So we can have a fucking hardcore isolation. Mm. Across the board right. for everyone. Yeah. Hardcore. Mm. But like, just keep it for 10 days. Mm. A two week, 14 day hardcore lockdown. Mm. Right. And the government will say, right, anyone who's not working will look after them. Mm. There is enough money. Don't let none fool you. Mm. There's always enough money. Mm. When, especially when Boris Johnson wants something. Mm. Right? Well, for a low period, there was quite a big chunk left to... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But they could have just said, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna look after people. Mm. But you know, at the moment, some people are getting furloughed, mm -hmm. and some ain't getting shit. Mm. 
So I'm getting nothing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I know loads of independent people on, on LBC. I think remember the case where the yeah. guy's a photographer. Mm. So there's, I'm an independent photographer and there's, there's no one to furlough mm. them. There's no money for them. Yeah. But you know. Well, a lot of independents are supposed to be a hard, crumbling. There's supposed to be a hardcore lockdown, man. Mm. Cars, look, the trance, the, the cars, the people, still people like crowding on the trains and everything else. Mm. I mean, it's ridiculous. People but, um, still have to live. Yeah. But what, what's next for um, Sarah Jane Baker? Like, what's next for you? What, what type of um, work do you have coming? Because I know early on, before we started recording, I was talking about potentially you, you wanted to do some recording, some podcasts. I thought stuff. about doing a podcast. Yeah. And I, I, would, I would definitely, like, think it's something that you should do. I think you've got enough stories, enough ideas, and things that you're doing that you can possibly project through podcasts and yeah, share be, your story. To be fair, right, I don't want to tell other people's story. I'd rather them tell it. So that, yeah. I'd no, I mean, like, you, you can talk about the work that you do. There's so many things that you can do. You can share your ideas on things. You can you can be, like, a commentator on politics and culture. I've got, I've got, I've got, Francis, I'm not here to change the world. Mm. I'm here to change just a little teeny bit of it. Yeah, and this, is, this that, is a part that, of that it, sharing, your, sharing yours and um, your ideas is a part of changing it. And I think a lot of people communicate now online. So that's where ideas are... are Put forward. Yeah, and, and I still spread. got I still got this aversion to, to online stuff. Mm. I mean, I can put something on I could put something on TikTok or mm. put something on Instagram, mm. right? But because I'm not just gonna blame the lockdown, but it is part of it. But I really need someone to like I need someone to fucking live with me. <laughs> to help you do it yeah, step by step. To live with me mm. and to and to like be like a wet nurse and to show mm. me this. Um I mean, because obviously in prison, I couldn't engage mm. with social media. So you're just learning the game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, of of course, I can like, I could go on to, I could find my way onto fucking, I could get myself a fucking, a film on fucking Pornhub. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Yeah. I can find pornography just yeah. like any, any, any Priorities, body, isn't it? Is like anybody else? Priorities, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, and then setting up setting up your accounts but Pornhub actually ba- banned yes. Donald Trump as well now yeah. I heard I heard the rumours that they banned Donald Trump because he's banned from all Donald Trump he's, he's banned from who? Pornhub Pornhub <laughs> what they say he was he was too big a wanker no. to go on their site <laughs> no because obviously he's, he's, there's, there's a social media purge on him right now like yeah. he's losing Twitter Facebook whatever and apparently I don't know how true it is but there was a lot of um, rumours around Pornhub banning him as well from ever setting up an account but that was quite funny that was a funny bit of news that I read I like, I like to see his search history yeah fucking up I wouldn't want no one to see my search imagine, imagine, imagine se- it is. yeah yeah imagine Trump was searching up a whole bunch of like Mexican porn <laughs> like, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that'd yeah. be a twist yeah yeah, yeah. no it's gonna yeah. be so, 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 so what, could, what could be the most fucked up thing right Right, mm. the most fucked up thing that you reckon you could have searched for I don't know like something weird would be I don't know something that would be would be hilarious I don't know if you're searching for like Mexican maids or something yeah no it's uh, gonna be I, I reckon with Donald Trump I got a sneaky hmm. feeling right that he might be secretly trans ah! <laughs> right I, I reckon I reckon with Donald Trump right hmm. you can look on his search history it's gonna be like I don't know it's gonna be it's gonna hmm. be like transgender midget sex <laughs> Trans, transgender midgets right oh. and uh, or people of short stature right so yeah. they're gonna be trans they're gonna be trans small people right 
And so are they going to be fucking or getting fucked, right? Getting fucked by the government. <laughs> yeah, gonna be, they're going to be furiously masturbating because they yeah. didn't get their benefits. <laughs> that would so like, be hilarious. Yeah, Don, Donald Trump, yeah. right? When he gets his wages through, right? When he gets his... Uh, his tax returns through. His, mm. That's what he does. He just goes on and just like knocks one out. <laughs> you know what I mean, I mean, how many, how many millions of taxes have I managed to get away with? This oh month? man, that's a, that's a lot. But that's a criminal. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna. Say, I'm not gonna say Donald Trump's good. The thing is with Donald Trump, you know what you get. Mm. At least I can say that for Donald Trump, right? Mm. The one thing. I can say about Donald Trump is you know what you're gonna get. Yeah, and he doesn't. He team. always doubles down, so he never really backs yeah. down from anything. You buy your team, right? You don't. You don't. You don't buy it. Like, uh, this is my favorite color. Mm. Oh, this will do this. You don't go to London Paint, mm. right? You don't go to VIP mm. Graffiti Paint Shop, right? In uh, Tottenham. <laughs> get out of it, Tottenham, yeah. right? Right? Yeah, I was in Nam, Tottenham, mm. right? You don't go there and buy and buy a crumb, the tin of crumb paint from Big Billy Boy, mm. right? A VIP graffiti paint representing London, <laughs> right? Um, you go there and it's, you know what it is. This this hasn't got a donut on actually. This is straight onto the metal tin. Mm. But you see these donuts here, the plastic bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tells you the color. Oh yeah. Right. You go there. You know. You know what you're gonna get. Billy Big Boy mm. Big Boy Billy and his beautiful wife they're not going to disappear when you go there to get a crime you get a crime mm. right you know what you're going to get the thing is with Boris Johnson people knew what they were going to get they knew it mm. and they openly voted for him this mm. is all them all them fire stations that got shut down mm. up by Greenfield yeah. I mean water cannons and shit like that. Mm. Water cannons. I mean that they would apparently they were no good. I mean, it's crazy. Everyone knew. Everyone knew. Knows that Boris Johnson is a. It's. I'll tell you what is. He's a twit. <laughs> That's it. He's mm. a twit. That's the worst thing I can say about him. Mm. If there's anybody that I would slag off. I would slag off the British public who fucking voted for him. Mm. This guy's a donut. And I think it's becoming very clear to everyone now. Yeah, yeah but I don't know why it's becoming clear mm. to him now. Mm. But he's got it... no strategy for, pro- for COVID, yeah, yeah. right? Because he's not got the bottle. He ain't got mm. no bottle. It's, it, Boris Johnson is not a leader. Boris Johnson has never been a leader. The only thing that would determine it would be that Quack Cummins. Mm. Or, I'll tell you what, I reckon Jacob Rees-Mogg is more of a leader than <laughs> fucking... He seems, he seems more of a decisive person and he sticks by what he believes in. Yeah, but he's... So. he's Jacob Rees-Mogg? Mm. Jacob Rees-Mogg mm. is scum. Mm. He is. I think everybody pretty much mm. knows that. And if you, want, if, you, if you want to know about anything about Jacob Rees-Mogg, as I said, just go and read his dad's book, okay. Sovereign Individual. Mm. You'll find out what a callous bunch of psychopaths the Tories are. They just mm. want power for power's sake. They don't care about you. They don't care about me. Mm. And Francis, I hate to say it, mate. Mm. They don't give a fuck about you either. Mm. Uh, well, yeah, people still elect to them. Mm. People elect to them because they're funny. Because they're entertaining, because they're weirdly amusing. Mm. They didn't. They 
not because th- th- there's not one ounce of fucking intelligence in the fucking Tory party. Mm. There, there isn't, man. Yeah. They don't want change. Yeah. What do you mean? I mean, any any last words of hope before we cut off today? I mean, we took, we took, there's there's been a lot of um, there's a lot of doom and gloom happening in the world yeah. anyway. So yeah. that's what we're kind of discussing. But what's your last words of hope? Like what? Well, it's gonna be, have to be biblical. <laughs> Go on. From Ecclesiastes mm-hmm. nine to eleven. Yeah. Whilst there's life, mm-hmm. there's hope. Amen to that. Amen. Mm. Well, says life, there's hope. Mm. I mean, even a live dog is better off than a dead lion. Dead lion, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because you might be a dog, but your circumstances can change. Mm. Do you know what I mean? If you're dead, it doesn't matter if you're a lion or a king. If you're dead, you ain't nothing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But all the time, whilst there's life, there's hope. There's hope. For it's better to be a live dog than a dead lion. That's a beautiful way of ending this area. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me once again. We could do, we could, we could do, we could do elbows. We did elbows. <laughs>